Yo, what's going on, Internet? The Black Crowd here, aka TBH. And to be honest, I'd like to welcome you guys back to the Game and Illuminati podcast. We are the Enlightened Gamers, and it's going to be live on episode 95. Now, before we get into the show, allow me to introduce you to my co host, the first of which recently revealed his own video game. It's called Samurai Zero. Say what up to the people, Ethos. Yo, what up? What up? You know, I'm taking donations right now. So check out patreon.com slash new interactive. Give me money. <laughs> <laughs> facts, facts, facts. And my second co-host, yeah, he's mere days away from fatherhood. He's mentally preparing to put down the controller and pick up the bottle. UTX JG the Don. Say what up to the people. Ooh, it's gonna be rough. Uh what up everybody? <laughs> another another podcast. Uh 2020. First podcast of the year. Let's get it. Hey, and our guest for today is a content creator who isn't afraid to speak his mind. He's on Twitch. He's on Twitter. He's the leader of the hive. Say what up to the people, saving the bees. What's good? What's good? Thank you for having me. Facts, facts, facts. Hey, where can people follow you at though? They can follow me on Twitch. They can follow me on Twitter, preferably Twitter and Instagram, saving the bees. There you go. And if you want to appear on the next episode, be sure to back us at patreon.com slash GI updates. Also, be sure to take the show on the go. The podcast is available on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, and all other major podcast outlets. Be sure to download the GI app. It's available on iOS and Android. It's free. Just search Illuminati on your respective app store. Keep in mind that we spell Illuminati with the word naughty as in naughty and nice. Now, before we get into the show, I got to let everybody know all the broke boys and broke girls across the world, all the free games that you'll be getting for the month of February 2020 on the PS4. You're getting the Bioshock Collection, which includes all three of those games and the sims 4 on xbox you'll get isle of man i don't know what the fuck that is call of cthulhu i don't know what the fuck that is fable heroes and then star wars battlefront um the original one that was on the 360 and all that stuff that's can be emulated on the xbox one and then on the pc you get in the on the epic game store you get in farming sim 19 ticket to ride and carcassonne i don't know none of that is and then twitch prime of narcos rise of the cartels american fugitive desert child and then sturden white knight these twitch prime games is kind of weird bro like why y'all why y'all put narcos for black history bro like selling drugs and american fugitive like that shit is kind of weird i'm just saying telling us something Uh, and then the the last game is white knight like that shit just kind of weird i don't know man real real low key yeah i see you twitch yeah we watching you amazon jeff bezos um, <laughs> all right let's hop into the conversation the first of which is apex Legends season three has come to an end uh for those of you unaware uh we are recording this episode february 1st uh it's gonna be a couple weeks before this one comes out so whatever happens between now and then if we don't talk about it that's why by the time this episode comes out season four have already started it starts on february 4th which is three days from now um and i kind of just wanted to talk about our impressions uh, or a review of season three uh, how we think we can improve likes dislikes jay you got the floor what you think of season three uh season three was really really good i like the battle pass um i mean it didn't i wouldn't say it had like a lot that, that i'm like oh my god but i felt like it did have enough for me to continue to want to play um and then sprinkled through that we had all of the special events um and i i really liked them I'm like like grand soiree with the soiree was actually really good um that was the last big event that they had um so having those like ltm game all the different ltm game modes being switched um you know whether you like them or dislike them the fact that like they did that was pretty cool um i don't really have a problem with like the the buffs and or nerf that they had um i pretty much like went in on this one like i feel like season three 
especially for gi was one of our like strongest because we were like on apex heavy and i feel like like we all got better throughout that so i think that overall like we all enjoy season three like i feel like it was a little more competitive of course it would weigh more hackers because boy oh boy were they out uh because people were definitely trying to get the apex predator rank on stream we encountered that bs we did yeah they were doing some mighty uh mighty strange things trying to get their ranks and and there's been other little things but again that doesn't really have anything to do with season three um that just has to do with people just being dickheads about you know video games um but again overall season three like i love this map way more than um than um than uh, king's canyon um but that's just my opinion i know some people just like king's canyon for nostalgia but i still like this and i like everything that they uh that they did like i don't really have any complaints it was more just the players um that i dislike but i think that they did a, a really good job of season three just mainly with the uh the special events that they had like the christmas event was cool too but again like little things like that i can see that they're trying and it was just something to you know switch it up a little bit from the uh, you know the typical battle royale games that, that you play uh we was talking about it like like right before we started uh the recording you were saying it had been a year uh or a while since you had actually played apex uh bees what kind of kept you away from this game and what do you think could draw you back for season four well i had a lot of bad problems with it when it first came out so Mm -hmm. let's start with the fact that i went and started playing it on ps4 first before i went on pc i went on ps4 and for some reason i guess i had the vanilla og ps4 before i upgraded to a ps4 pro and i kept getting the blue screen of death over and over and this was happening on stream too yikes i remember uh i was on the front page of twitch at one point and imagine like booting it up the game just came out had like eight thousand people watching and 10 minutes into the game crashes i booted it up and crashed again <laughs> and it, cra- it, it crashed probably like five times on console so i went on pc i booted it up on pc and it crashed on me again so i'm like shit man i i'm gonna play something else so i went back probably like two weeks later and i kept getting the same issues now around that time they said that they patched it which is bullshit because i tried again and i got the blue screen i don't know what was going on so i went and i copped the ps4 pro i'm like all right science guy give i don't know what the fuck is going on so get a ps4 pro and it was a final straw blue screen again error screen and at that point it was a great game man it was fun um it was just a shame that it was just unplayable at that time. And I think I'm willing to give it another chance because I hear nothing but good things. It's just, will it be playable for me? Are you not know, comfortable was- uh, like playing P- uh, shooters on PC? It's To me, it's situational because I feel like games that, that play like Call of Duty, for me, feel much more better with a controller. You know, especially if you're aiming down the sights. Some people, you know, they have their their setups different, you know, with their mouse and keyboard. But for me, it just I grew up playing console. So I play shooters like Call of Duty, Battlefield on console. But on PC, I'll play games like Unreal Tournament on PC, Overwatch on PC, you know, uh, games like Rainbow Six Vegas. I'll play on console versus PC. It's also a lot of times you'll run into hackers on PC where on console you won't run into as many hackers and modders and stuff like that so i guess it's situational for me too i would say if you are open to give it another chance know that like for most pc shooters you do have to play with mouse and keyboard because that's usually what i do but this is the one shooter i do play on uh, on pc with a controller for some reason it just works i don't know what respawn did 
uh but it, it for some reason it works the only disadvantage you have on pc is uh you can't move around with the controller while you're looting and like when you get into them higher level lobbies you might get clapped because of that so you have to be cognizant of when you loot and when you don't <laughs> but other than that uh yeah if you open and trying it i would definitely say that what about you it was uh safe, oh my, go ahead, it was go a safety with halo my fault for cutting you off it was oh, a safety with halo reach when it dropped uh back in november i was playing it on pc it felt great mouse and keyboard but then i plug in the controller and it felt like cold to me and i felt like i wasn't the only one either i went to twitter and i was discussing it a little bit and talking about the mouse and keyboard versus controller and for some reason it's just some games feel like it's not meant for mouse and keyboard and halo for some reason was that game to me yeah i prefer that joint with a controller too i actually forgot uh reach had came out on pc like what happened to that like are still people still playing that joint just mostly sweats on there right now you know, yeah, they, ruin, they ruin every fucking thing uh ethos you, you're sweaty what, what, what's your sweaty ass wow. opinion season three <laughs> uh, oh, look who's talking we're the same rank um <laughs> that's right i am for those of you unaware i am platinum ranked now <laughs> oh with the flex with the yeah flex. we're 10 well, minutes help, in <laughs> 10 with minutes mine. in we're flexing yeah with mine and siggy's help of course uh, yeah such a rank but um yeah uh it was probably my favorite season out of what they've done so far uh got my crypto main going so i'm curious what season four is gonna bring i think that's gonna look pretty lit um but overall i think it was just better in every way new map uh new character a lot of good balance changes new weapons it was just good all around so i give it right now like a nine out of ten right now for the current state of the game Mm, i actually agree with it like it's one of those few things like i'm trying to think off the top of my head because usually i have something negative to say but overall it was just fun and we were on it heavy i enjoyed the map change it uh it improved for like the sniping and stuff like that i would like to see a map rotation uh in season four they're supposed to do that with a rank but i would like that just for like regular play too if i could nitpick it i will say it's more to do with the economy um for some reason like it's twenty dollars a freaking skin ea come on dog and then those those uh those what are those orange points that you call what are those even used for besides unlocking characters Recent i mean challenges <laughs> yeah they're pretty much it does I nothing i have like a million dollars in the game and it does absolutely nothing bro so it's like i i feel like i'm putting hundreds of hours into this game and i've gotten only a handful of skins because most of them you got to pay for it's like i like i feel like they could do better rewarding the players that actually be on it crazy that would be my main I, I, I have a question. So yeah. for someone like me who hasn't played, what, three seasons now? Mm-hmm. Uh, season one versus the current season, right? What would you say is, I would say three or five noticeable changes, improvements that are drastic, that are worth revisiting. Not just for someone like me, but, you know, people who picked up the game and dropped it and abandoned it, went back to Fortnite or whatever the case may be. You know, what do you think is now convincing and solidifies Apex as one of those games that are worth playing out there? I would actually actually argue, too, that, like, I don't think the game was ever bad. You had technical issues, so that's that's I could understand why you went because I would have dropped the shit too. It leaves uh, a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah, it left a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah. Um, I would I would actually say where I think they dropped the ball was with season one. That battle pass was absolutely ass. Other than the introduction of Octane, uh, the, the, the that battle pass didn't have anything. It didn't really change anything in the map, and people were like, because remember Apex was hot when it first dropped, and that season one had started, and literally there was like nothing in it. Uh, they didn't really start picking up steam until season two. 
Um, so I think where they actually messed up was with season one with the lack of content in that first one. There's a lot of really dope skins and the events they do. They're constantly doing events. The problem is like they should have did that from the get go. Like and it's kind of hard, especially in this Internet age we live in where like things are moving constantly super fast. Like you got to get it right the first time because you got stiff competition. Um, I think that's where they probably messed up. But if I give three three reasons, the three new characters. I mean, if it wasn't for Octane, I wouldn't have been addicted for this character. I love my little crackhead. Yeah, say the three new characters. <laughs> yeah, you know it. <laughs> would, would, you, would, you, would, you, would you say that the game is fairly balanced in comparison to everybody else and other games? Like, for example, you play a game like Call of Duty, right? If a game oh, is, yeah, gun is OP, if a gun is OP or a setup is OP, most of the population of the game is going to use that setup, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. You know, or a game like Apex Legends, it varies based on, you know, the characters and stuff like that. Do you think it's at least diverse enough to, to bring in new players where they can actually try out different setups, different characters, or is there that one character that everybody's going to gravitate to? I think it was Wraith, but they just recently nerfed her. Uh, I think it's it's pretty balanced. I'd actually yeah, it's pretty balanced. Right now, there's not really people arguing that a certain character needs to be nerfed or a gun needs to be nerfed. It feels like now it's people are actually recommending that they buff certain characters because they don't feel that well. Um, like for example, Mirage is like a current one I hear a lot of people talking about. Like they would like to see Mirage being buffed because they feel like in the current meta things, he's like he's solid, but he's not as good as like having Pathfinder or Wraith or. Uh, lifeline or bangalore but the thing is is like from a character standpoint it feels like a majority of the characters just like they work very well with each other so how 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 are the updates as a reason because one issue that i've always had let's say uh overwatch right their nerfs mm -hmm. and buffs have been terrible mm -hmm. yeah like the, the rotations and nerfs and buffs you know they they kill one character and then everybody will gravitate to one character i remember a while back mercy i don't know if you guys play overwatch but one of the healers mercy was a very good almost broken character but they nerfed her to death and no one uses her anymore. yeah you know i don't remember um, any character really being like op like someone like i would give the edge to but like i don't remember any character really being like oh my god get this shit out of the fucking get, game every time you see him yeah i think uh people <laughs> complain people complained about uh wraith's hitbox being so ridiculously small that mm -hmm. like it was hard to shoot her compared to other characters like the really small characters um and i think that was the contention so they added a, a, a debuff where like basically they take more damage if you hit them uh, so they kind of found ways of balancing out. So like Crypto's, characters that people complain. Crypto's yeah. alt was OP, the EMP, where it dropped all of everybody's shield. But then they quickly yeah. nerfed that like a week or two later because people were complaining so much. So like they listened to the community. I'll give them that. So much now it only drops like half. Or yeah, so not not that much. Um, but yeah, I would say now in season three, the current state is I think that every character is pretty pretty viable. Um, obviously there are going to be some characters that you know people gravitate towards more like rape for example pathfinder um sometimes bloodhound but even like i don't even think that many people play with bloodhound anymore uh it's i'm seeing more people play with gibraltar and everybody didn't like him yeah. at first but then they buffed him so now they're like oh yeah like I see, a right yeah, I see a gibraltar on every team now so um so yeah like some characters they buffed them and and again they became more viable and and some characters again while they're not as strong as other characters like what he said like with mirage like i still pick mirage and i can still it feels do like my preference. Thing because yeah. yeah because i'm better at the game like if, if i'm good at shooting then it doesn't matter um because i feel like all the guns or the majority of the guns are also good um and i don't feel like anybody has a problem
and it's funny the funny thing is now nobody's really complaining about any characters or any guns people are complaining about skill-based matchmaking so that's what's going on in the game right now um and and if you're uh if you're unsure what that is uh for everybody listening skill-based matchmaking it's, it's literally just like you get matched up with people with your similar skill but the reason why people are upset is because they have it in normal matches um and you also have a rank mode so people are like why did you put skill-based matchmaking in normal mode when there's a whole rank mode that's specifically for that so that's why that's what people are complaining about pretty much anything that that respawn does any tweets that they put out they're like skill-based matchmaking remove it remove it remove it so that's the new thing that kind of reminds me of a uh, rainbow six siege where yeah. one of my issues why i dropped the game was friendly fire why would you have friendly fire in pub matches <laughs> you hey, look, dog, dog, yo, friendly right fire there. and rainbow was funny as shit dog like it wouldn't happen dog, like that shit was funny the street the stream sniping was wild bro. oh yeah okay if you have to deal that with that i can understand wild. that and, and they don't have stream snipe protection you know what i mean like fortnite does where yeah. you know it's it's rare to stream snipe nowadays but on rainbow it was crazy bro even in rank matches they didn't even give a fuck about rank they just jump in there unless you have you know a full squad of your homies you're gonna you're gonna get friendly fired. You're gonna get killed that way. But I have a question about Apex. My final question would be: Is it crossplay? No, no. But it's we're, it's we're still waiting. Rumored like. that it's coming. Very I was actually thinking about it. I was like, Yo, where is they 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 showed the um the cinematic trailer the other day. Where is the gameplay trailer? Season four starts on the fourth, and it is now the first. We are three days away. Where that gameplay trailer? Because I'm hoping they announce crossplay. People Tuesday. are asking for it. Tuesday, so probably Monday, Monday or Tuesday. So it's probably the third. They're gonna drop it yeah that's what they did with season three remember they dropped the whole cinematic thing first and people were like where's that and then you know next you know people were like okay uh next day they dropped the gameplay one and everyone was like okay cool this is cool but so let's actually tap into uh season four a little bit so at the time of this recording this is actually all that we know about it um so originally we thought it was going to be forge was going to be the new character they announced he's supposed to be like a melee character but in the new cinematic he ends up getting killed <laughs> and it's another guy named revenant which is he was dead data mine like months ago and uh i i have to say that this was like a really dope little trailer just because uh, a lot of like it feels like respawn is creating a labor of love the attention to detail that they're they're giving with their content and it got it, it was a way like a little aha moment that really got people hyped about the new character so i gotta give them kudos for that little pull in the wool over everybody's eyes um in terms of details this is all they've announced for season four uh it starts on the fourth which is the one year anniversary uh players will receive login rewards based on how long they've been playing um map changes are coming to world's edge so it's not going to be a new map it's going to be the same as season three but they're going to be making different changes to it um there's a new, a new sniper called the sentinel it's a bolt action with a charge um which means you can like power up the rifle for like a heavier shot i guess and then uh major changes to rank play including a new master tier apex predator rank will be reserved for people who are in the top 500 if you're not in the top 500 you'll be listed as a master tier um rank play will be split into two seasons the first of which will be on world's edge and then the second half of the season will be on king's canyon how you feeling about that ethos i think it's all good i, I have no complaint about season four i just want it to come out already i feel like we've kind of hit that point where like season three has gotten really like stale we've played it a lot they've done a couple of changes a lot of balancing changes i think we're all in a good spot i feel like now it's time to introduce something new to the game to just like now let's go crazy with it mm, what about you jeff 
Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty much the same. The only thing that I'm nitpicking about is I kind of wanted another assault rifle or submachine gun, um, and they're giving us another sniper because you literally just gave us a, uh, the charge rifle, which I love. And sniping is already the meta, so it's going to make it even worse, I feel like. Yeah, so I kind of, I was like, damn, y'all, y'all giving us another sniper. It's cool. Like, like I'm still going to do my thing, but I just, I would have rather give um, us get another submachine gun at least. Um, but that, again, that's just me nitpicking. I'm just curious to see what the, uh, what the changes they're going to do with the map, because they're pretty much doing what Fortnite uh, was doing with their map. So keep the same map, just make some changes, um, change some areas. So they're going to be more um, more hero-based areas. So we're just going to see what that is. But I hope that they can make it like exciting again to uh, you know keep playing the same map. And again, like I just hope that they bring that map rotation in. But I don't think they're going to do it in pubs now since they you know made the changes to rank. So they're probably just going to keep the same map um and pubs and, and just let us play king canyon on that second half of rank so i mean that's cool but again like i would i would rather them in the near future just uh just give us regular map rotation in uh in pubs as well man i just want to freaking know what uh revenant's abilities are because in that trailer like he turned into like a robo ghost and was like stabbing people and shit i'm like what the hell does this mean for the gameplay is this gonna be in any of the game or is this just for it's about to be crazy yeah like it looks like this motherfucker about to be crazy and how's he gonna play in a shooter i just want to see does does that trailer actually portraying his abilities or is just something for for because you know how sometimes these cinematics be pulling the wool over our eyes and yeah. then now all the all the data leakers were saying um in that halloween mode where they had all the ghosts running around they were saying that that's that might Revenant's be in that trailer to, yeah yeah they yeah, were saying that, yeah. that that's what that's one of his abilities like probably he's going to go into into that like ghost mode that smoke mode and be able to probably climb higher or or run faster so that might be like his alt or something i'm hoping that like one of his passives is like he can just like gain increased melee abilities or something and then just start running around stabbing niggas yeah uh, we'll we, see though but but yeah you know the leakers were on it they were like yeah yo this was all a test respawn would just would just having us you know beta test the game for them <laughs> yeah freaking also there's like um, i've seen a bunch of little theory videos they're saying that the next actual character is actually in the trailer the little girl when her dad got Loba. killed yeah, yeah. Loba, because they're saying the wolf translates in portuguese to uh, her name uh, which I thought that was pretty interesting. If, if they, which is another like attention to detail. Also in the trailer, I don't know if you peeped. There was Titanfall uh, pilots at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, yeah, when it takes 20 years Ooh. before Apex? So yeah, y'all need to stop playing, bro. Cooper could be in the game, bro. Uh, yeah. They need to drop Titanfall three. They need to stop fucking around. They're supposed to be working on some Titanfall game, but they said it wasn't three. I'm I'm really hoping they don't announce like Titanfall tactics. Mobiles. Like with, oh yeah, <laughs> no, like I'm gonna be, be heated. They pull some mobile shit, like yeah, like XCOM, oh, Titanfall, man. or some shit. I'm good off that. I'm Yo, good off that. Titanfall two is one of the most underrated shooters. This is why yeah, we got you on the show, man. You're a man of culture. Big <laughs> <laughs> no, no, trying to tell people that, bro. When when the game first dropped, I got very fortunate enough to get an early copy, and I was just streaming it for like maybe a month straight. And it broke my heart watching the population just slowly die. And I'm just streaming and playing. And then it reached the point where I was encountering the same people over and over and over again. And then unfortunately, I fell off the game. Went back on PC um, maybe like a year ago, right when Apex dropped. Because when Apex dropped, the population on PC and on console actually went up 
thanks to Apex, mm-hmm. and then it kind of you know went down again. But it's underrated, man. I think I think Apex Legends is proof that it's not always about who does it the best. Sometimes it's just about being in the right position at the right time. Because anybody who's played Titanfall 2 knows that Apex Legends is diet Titanfall, bro. And it's like, if you love this game, you would go crazy for that game. But it's like, unfortunately, EA fucking released the game between Call of Duty and Battlefield and killed their own damn game. Um, yeah, they, can't, they cannibalize their own game. And that's the one thing I'm about for Titanfall 3. Because when it drops, it will be next gen. And um, we don't know what kind of next gen games we're going to get right so they probably working on battlefield as we speak probably titanfall 3 or whatever the titanfall title is and ea doesn't really learn until there's backlash look at battlefront 2 which i've been playing recently well from little little birdie told us that when it comes to ea like respawn doesn't really fuck with them ea just kind of gives them money but they don't have any creative control over it i think they actually have a good contract with ea and because of that a little birdie told me that uh ea don't be giving them the proper promotion because they don't you know own all the rights to uh, their properties response properties Mm-mm-mm. that's no good yeah and if that's the case you know ea y'all ain't shit yeah people already hate y'all but i mean that that's why jedi fallen order was so fire because respawn yeah they didn't the ea didn't have nothing to do with that shit they just gave them the money and like hopefully it like after the success of jedi fallen order like ea will give them more space and more promotion be like all right well maybe we don't need to put our hands into anything like these guys are trustworthy like you don't have to control everything you guys already killed fucking a million different you guys killed visceral okay you guys killed a million different studios that, yeah. that's why i won't forgive them <laughs> okay they killed pandemic studios they had mercenaries mm-hmm. killed it. og battlefront which was pandemic studios and then visceral games dead space killed it can't forgive them you're not wrong that's special it sucks, man because then again like respawn gives us this fire and then we're sitting up here like damn man EA ain't so bad but again we see that they don't have too much control of them so it's just like damn respawn is good but EA, like what what you doing like y'all still ain't shit right now which are like how what are you going to do to get back in our good graces because even though respawn is technically under you you didn't have anything to do with these games so it just it sucks yeah, didn't I read like somewhere that like EA didn't even know about Apex until like right yeah, before they didn't launch? Know about it. Yeah, that they is just, wild. They're just working on it in the background. Like, hey. I mean, a- Apex, no, they couldn't predict Apex was going to be this big. That's supposed uh, to be a throwaway game. That's one of them things like that lesson B. Like, if you believe in yourself, just do something. They said, they just showed up to EA. They was like, all right, turn your servers on. We got a new game. <laughs> what? what? All, I know, all I know is the streets is done once Respawn leaves, like uh, Bungie did. Mm. Yeah. Once it happens, that's it. It's a wrap, man. Mm, it's gonna yeah. happen. And, and Bioware is already in shambles. Look, sudden, some nothing can save EA at this point. They need respawn. I would argue. Um, I agree. Wow. So we'll see. I we agree. shall see. Um, since the last podcast, Tim Tim dropped. It is a Pokemon inspired monster collecting game. It's actually published by Humble Bundle. Um, I've known about this game for like a year now. It was it was a, originally a Kickstarter game, and then originally and then it got back on my radar like a couple months ago because Humble Bundle picked it up and started funding it and all this stuff. It's been getting a lot of hype in the Pokemon community. They just recently released the beta on PC. It's slated to come to PS4, Xbox, as well as the Switch. Surprisingly, I heard that uh, actually Nintendo gave them the blessing. Um, the the difference between this and Pokemon is uh, this is actually an MMO. It's an online experience that you can play with friends in a co op. Um, uh, what do you think of this ethos? What do you think of Tim Tim? Tim Tim's pretty nice, man. Tim Tim up. 
uh, <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> I, uh, I think the game's really good. Uh, I have to get back to it because uh, that game is beating the shit out of me. But um, no, the game's fun. Um, I've really been enjoying my time with it. I really don't have like, from like just in, like outside the server issues, I don't really have like any issue with the game. I, I feel like it's it's a really good game like overall. Um, and it has that MMO aspect, so that's like an added bonus that Pokemon doesn't really have. So that co-op is really dope. Um, the Temtem are pretty cool. I know some people think some of the Temtem look like hideous, but in my opinion, I think they all look, you know, unique in their own aspects. Some of them look very similar uh, to like regular animals, but I mean, that's just how, you know, monster collecting types games are. Uh, but overall, I think the game's pretty cool. What's the name? I, for I forgot to say one thing that I, a positive I do like about it compared to Pokemon. And like Tim Tim made me realize why I stopped playing Pokemon and Ethos said it too. Um, this game is actually challenging uh, compared to Pokemon. And one of the reasons is they have like a, a different way they use stamina and Pokemon. Like each move has a certain number of times it can be used before the Pokemon can't do it. And Tim Tim, like the Pokemon just has a stamina bar, like a mana bar. And each move uses a certain amount of mana. And if you run out and you still use that move, you can still use it, but you'll actually end up damaging yourself. It'll have like recoil. So there's been like a lot of battles, like 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 the last gym fight that I got into, like that gym leader was beating my ass, but I ended up just outlasting him using uh, different types of moves, like weaker moves. And then I made them kill themselves basically through the stamina. So like there's there's layers to the strategy. I forgot, uh, what, what was the reason they said they did this ethos for like competitive players? Or something like that yeah so like the biggest problem like with pokemon right now is that like people will just like high load their parties with you know the most powerful you know types that they can get their hands on and then they just like ram you with like they just had the best pokemon with the of the highest most damage abilities that can obliterate uh types in one shot um so like in this game they've made the game way more defensive uh so like you have to keep like multiple things in mind uh as like if you you use all these like high power it encourages abilities. unique lineups yeah it, it encourages that you can't just high load your party with just power hitters like you gotta like balance it out like okay who's gonna be like my defensive type uh who's gonna be like my offensive type uh do i give this certain tim tim like a load of like power abilities where like they can only use two of these abilities and then they're gonna have to wait a turn or do i give them like lower abilities that like are will be super effective against types but they don't do as much damage so it's like it's always a balancing act when you play the game which i think is really good that's a very interesting thing you said because i was not aware of that right at face value someone yeah. like me I, i've been playing pokemon we all have been playing pokemon since we were a kid you know what I mean? when you look at a game like temtem it's easier to write it off you know yeah. what I mean? and, and when you mentioned that to me pokemon the meta has become who could hit first and who could hit yep. the hardest Fast, yep. first That's you know what i mean and it makes the the competitive meta very not just daunting but fucking exhausting man because it's it becomes this stressful game where let me hit you first and let me see if i can fucking ko your pokemon first I would actually argue it's boring too because what's it the reason what's the reason of buying the new pokemon when you guys just all just run the same thing like the same legendaries you get a blaziken you get a fucking lucario like everybody still runs the same thing and then the, and what bothers me about the pokemon community is these are the same people who complain oh you're not gonna put all 800 of them in there you're not even gonna you're not even gonna use 100 of them but you know what you're running already right. before so it's like i like that's what i think i liked i realized i liked about tim tim just like that little tweak to the the formula like it 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 pokemon could have some competition the only thing i can knock on tim tim is the world is gorgeous but like the game is only 50 percent done like you got to know that you're buying into a beta I, you can complete the story the story's done but like some of the buildings you can't walk into like some like the side missions you can't do and stuff like that so it's like um but the main still, it's a lot of stuff it's still like, a lot of content there yeah hours. we have like 30 hours on the game and i'm not even past the second dojo facts i do have 20 hours on it so it is a beta, it's yeah. like that's 
crazy. That's like Pokemon level. It's just how are they going to keep updating it? Because we've seen this with Steam early access games. Are that's yeah. my knock on it. Like we just we don't know. Are they going to continue to update it with content? And also, what's the in-game content going to like? Because they said there's going to be like weekly challenges, in-game content. We don't even really know what that is. But for what the package is now, like I'm, it's one of those games that like I knew about it, but like I didn't think I would like it as much as I, I did. Uh, Jay, you, you spent a little bit of time with it. What do you think of Tim? Yeah, Tim Tim is like a very, a very calm stream game for me. Like, and for context, like I haven't played Pokemon since Ruby and Sapphire, so it's been a very, very long time. And then I started realizing I was like, Pokemon, like, what are we actually doing here? Because are you all actually paying attention to the story, or are you all just trying to catch the best Pokemon? You're trying to catch the shinies. I didn't even know anything about shinies until I started paying attention to the uh, Pokemon community on Twitch. Silly so indeed. I was like. Yes, yeah, so I'm like, is this all what you really need? Right, y'all silly, day. <laughs> so, so yeah, I'm just, I'm just watching these people. Like, you all are going on like marathons to see you, you know, who's the first that can catch whatever shiny Pokemon that you know you wanted to catch, um, and, and like making your own types of events to like keep the the whole game or whatever Pokemon game does come out to make it exciting again. So I'm like, what's really going on? Like, is Pokemon really giving you the content that you're asking for? Or are you just trying to make the game fun for yourself? And then I found, I really, like, I want to argue that, like, there's really not a competitive community for Pokemon. Because, again, like you all said, like, it's it's just who has the strongest Pokemon and who can hit first. So is that really competitive? I don't I don't think so. I don't, I don't really feel like that's really competitive. Um, but Tim Tim, when I played it, like, I remember when I, uh, I was playing it the first time. Uh, last week and, and then you would uh tbh you were telling me about the whole stamina system and i was like you know what that's really interesting because now there's another layer of strategy that you have to go through whenever you're battling somebody and you were like damn you like i'm getting my ass whooped and then ethos was like yeah i'm getting my ass whooped by the first gym leader i'm like is, is this the same game like is this really a game for kids or or like what's really going on and then i started playing it myself and i'm like oh like yeah you really have to think do i want to do this move now risk killing my tim tim or do i want to rest and you know risk getting one shotted or whatever if i if i decide to do that or can i outlast my opponent i, I definitely dealt with that a couple times too when i'm facing somebody i'm like yeah uh, i'm gonna just let you kill yourself and then i win the game <laughs> like I win, I win the match like it's very interesting um then the side missions too i like that there's like a you know other things that you can do besides just going to whatever town uh beating the gym leader um you know talking to random people and and then like rinse and repeat until you get to whatever hell they got for the end game so i think it's dope um i again like you said tbh i was originally like just wanting to write off this game because i'm not a pokemon fan uh, by any means anymore like i used to be um but when i actually started playing Tim Tim, i was like okay i understand like what the hype is about it's not really just because it's a different type of pokemon game i think that they did add a few like little things that they could um that they could really truly innovate um and they have innovated on this particular genre now so i like it i i, I can see myself playing it a lot more nintendo better watch out because people are thirsty for this shit motherfuckers been asking for a pokemon mmo for a while i'm not gonna lie i played co-op with moonlight the other night and i was like this shit is low-key kind of fun that was my first time i've just been playing solo that was my first time running co-op i was like this is actually pretty fun to play with other people and people been asking for that shit for years and yeah nintendo's not too. listening yeah. it's, a, it's a good it's a good time but you know the pokemon community is starving they're starving bro. Mm -hmm. the content creators are starving uh pokemon sword and shield divided the community i think beyond repair and Tentem just kind of like snuck his way in and 
all the people that just dipped from Pokemon Sword and Shield jumped on Temtem. So it's a good time for him right now. I think personally, um, I don't know if I'll ever play it, but just like uh, it was mentioned, I, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu was the first Pokemon game I played since Emerald. And I had a fucking blast. And then I go on Twitter and people are shitting all over it. And yeah. it's the same thing with Pokemon uh, Sword and Shield. You know, I had a great time streaming it. It was fun. Uh, I was doing raids with a couple of people in my community. And, you know, just looking at how the community is kind of in shambles. Left and right, there's always something to, to complain about. I think Tuntun kind of came out in a good time because it's capitalizing on it without even probably knowing. Yes, sir. And it's a it's it's a great stream game because like you don't have to be super focused. Like you can sit there and talk to your chat, so people will pick it up. Them servers was getting hard, hit hard. Like the first day, I was like twenty thousandth in line or whatever. It's not like that anymore. You can just log in and play now. But like, uh, yeah, the thirst is there. So Nintendo better watch out. Was real. <laughs> yeah. As soon as I saw that, I was like, yeah, I'm just going. <laughs> I'm just going to wait because y'all are really, really thirsty for this game. It was it was crazy. I didn't. I wasn't expecting that at all. It it's always nice to see little uh games come out of nowhere especially because this is coming from like an indie studio so it's nice to see like little success stories like that um so nintendo get on your p's and q's it's nice to see some competition um let's talk about a game by a studio that i just cannot stand um <laughs> Dragon Ball Kakarot, oh, <laughs> World War Bandai Namco, and you got the flow on this one, bees. Like, because you're the only one that's actually played this shit, so I think it's fair for you to talk. Give us some uh, some pros and some cons. What do you think about Dragon Ball Kakarot? Oh, What's your man. experience? First things first, yo, Bandai, don't hate me. Look, I've been I've been affiliated with bandai for like seven years now and you know there's some cool people but yo the games that they be putting out bro it's just it's just it's trash man and dragon ball kakarot i'll tell you this it's not a bad game right if you are a dragon ball fan like any other dragon ball game you're gonna eat it right up it, it's a it's a nostalgic game where it capitalizes on all the stuff that you love about the series but you take that away it's just this bland empty game where it's like if you don't like dragon ball why would you even pick it up you know i i played a good portion of the beginning of the game it felt way too easy you know it's your circle 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 and then you press one button does it play like a ultimate ninja storm kind of yeah it's made by it's, it's made by cyber connect and they're great said devs don't get me wrong uh asura's wrath is what it's criminally underrated uh, see true, true see but man dragon ball kakara i think it's a good step in the right direction and i think it kind of opens up a door to to possibilities but because the game is so it's so niche you know it's dragon ball if you're not a Dragon Ball fan, you're not going to play it. And this goes for any other series. But it is basic, too. It's extremely basic. Is there any, like, up. new feature that, like, you could talk about in there? Or, like, it's just press B? It's press B, man. <laughs> it's, it's straightforward, man. It's, that's great. That, that's, the thing, that's the thing with these these Bandai games. Uh, to anybody listening, if they're unaware, uh, Bandai is required to drop a Dragon Ball IP annually. If they don't oh, drop a Dragon Ball license. No. Wait, where are you getting this info that. from? Where are you? Oh. Oh. <laughs> but that, that, yeah, that's breaking news. Bar, <laughs> yeah, Yo, give that's, him, who's your source? That's, that's licensing. I, I don't know if you guys realize this, but Bandai drops an anime game 
maybe once or twice every three months. They just throw it out there. We got a One Piece game that's about to drop. And I'm got the One Punch Man game, game coming too. And yeah. then a One Punch Man game. Punch. And we just got a My Hero Academia game last year in August. Where and another one coming. Got, and then a Black Clover game that no one talked about. Yeah, it's it awful. dropped. Yeah, it dropped. It died. That's it. And then they're probably gonna drop another one or relinquish the 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 licensing. And look, I've 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 worked with anime brands for years, Funimation, Viz Media, all these people. And licensing is annual. And if you don't drop it, also oh, use it or lose it. Yup. Ah, uh, okay. And I know that. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. So, like last year, the Dragon Ball IP game that they dropped was uh, a Nintendo Switch game. I forgot what was the name of it. That nobody really talked. Oh, uh, Dragon Ball Heroes. Oh yeah, that mobile game. It was a mobile game. They ported it to the Switch. Yeah. Yep. And then before that it was Dragon Ball Fighters. And then before that it was Dragon it was Ball Universe Two, right? It might have, might have been Universe Two. Oh, it's annual. Every single year they drop a game. Yo, this, is why I don't, this is why I don't <laughs> buy their fucking games, bro. This is this is also probably why they only flew me out to that one event, which is funny. That's where I met bees. That's the last event they ever flew me out to, bro. Jump, jump, jump force. I uninstalled that shit on stream. Junk force. That game. I, it's a running joke on my stream that I use it as a coaster. <laughs> the fucking motion blur made me literally tear up on stream i'm like yo i don't remember the motion blur bling this bad in the version i played at bandai but like that game was just it just got worse the war that i played it um did you say you had something you wanted to get off your chest about kakaraja oh yeah so <laughs> i i had a heated debate last week with uh with one of our viewers he sent con so the, the haitian hokage miami's know. finest yeah, so we were playing Apex, <laughs> and all of a sudden we we got in a conversation about uh, DBZ Kakarot because uh, I think somebody asked in the chat like who's who's getting Kakarot? Who got Kakarot day one? And I was like, ain't nobody get that shit. I like this shit is trash. And you know I me, mean? I usually don't say that the game is trash, but I was I was just I was just fucking around. I was well, like, Dragon Ball, I'll make an exception. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I was like, I was like man, this, I was like this game is trash. I was like, I, nobody in GI wanted that shit for real. And I was like, I only saw Chaos playing it because he said that he was game champ with somebody. And, and then Sincon was like defending it. He was like, "Yeah, I I didn't want to get the game either." But then I played it on my friend's house, and I was like, "This game is actually good." So I was like saying, "Tell me what's good about this game," because right now all that I'm seeing on Twitter is the people who are hardcore DBZ fans. Those are the people who are going to pick it up. And I'm like, that's pretty much who Bandai is catering to right now are the people who love DBZ because they know they're going to get it every single year. It doesn't matter what game comes out. And he was like, oh, well, the game is open world now. That's what people were asking for. Um, and then I was like, well, how's the gameplay? I was, because the gameplay is really the reason why I would even consider getting this game if you're going to give me the same story from the same sagas that was my main issue i was like if a bandai would have did gt or if they would have did super alone that would have been more of an incentive for me to get it but if you're going to give me the same old sagas from the beginning of dragon ball z why do i want to play it i don't care if the gameplay changed even a little bit 
you have to suck me in with the story because I'm not going to play it over. He was like, oh, yeah, well, the, well, the gameplay is different. You're, you're doing different. And then somebody in chat was like, it plays like Naruto Ninja Storm. I was like, word. Oh, you, no. For real? For real? <laughs> oh, no. I, I was sitting there looking at uh, looking at Chaos Play, and I was like, this doesn't look like it's it's anywhere near, you know, technical or more complicated than any other Bandai game that we played. So I was like, are you serious? You're using that as, as uh, a reason why um, I should pick up this game. And then he was like, yeah, you know, you just you know you just fly around this stuff and i was like okay all right <laughs> you just fly around it's a pick up and put down game That's yeah i, I like, heard that shit is like 100 hours though for the standard boost target yeah i was like this what? isn't convincing enough no, for me not. to for me to get it and then uh they mentioned a side mission where, where you were driving a car and I was like, bro. Yeah, you remember right, the episode I'm, I'm where Piccolo yeah, and uh, I was, Goku oh, yeah, get the, the license? The, the license yeah. yeah, I was like, I'm I'm done. I don't want to play that shit. And they was like, you don't have to. But I was like, the fact that it's in the game, why would anyone want to do that? I don't understand. And they was like, yeah, you, you know, there are side things where like you see robots and stuff and you can defeat them if you want to level up and get special stuff. I was like, that's not exciting for me. So if you're using gameplay as your argument to why this is so new and innovative for a DDZ game, that's not enough. I was like, first of all, the gameplay, it sounds like it's still mediocre. And then on top of that, again, we're playing the same sagas over and over and over. Bandai, you gotta give us something different. Like with Xenoverse, you kind of tried with the what if scenarios and making your own hero going in there. Okay, but Xenoverse 2, you did the exact same thing. Why would I want to play that? That's why I didn't get Xenoverse 2. And I'm sitting here looking at Kakarot. I'm like, uh, I don't care if it's open world. Like, you missed you missed the ball. I don't want to play this shit again. And they were just like, oh, no, 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 no. No, you can't call the game trash. And I was like, you're not going to convince me. I'm I'm not getting but, the game. So we went, uh, we went like, literally, like, argued about this shit for an hour. And I was like, I'm, no. I, I don't you get to go what? fishing let me, with let me tell you, Vegeta in the pink shirt? <laughs> let me tell you something about the Dragon Ball community. The Dragon Ball community is committed to to committed to the fuckery. That's they, they're just committed <laughs> to mediocrity. And and the problem with it is when the game initially got announced, right? Just this little bit of gameplay or trailer it was cinematic. They went crazy, and because they have to stick to their guns for some reason, it's as if they can't just change their opinion. They would stick to their guns, play the whole game replay it just to convince people that they actually enjoy it when they really don't and it's like who are you trying to convince me or yourself that's a good game because they got people out there saying oh it's the best dragon ball game they released in the last decade no no it's not dragon ball fighters is arguably the best dragon ball game they released i just had the epiphany i just realized i think that's why i'm not interested in kakarot i feel like arc raised the bar for for anime games like in the new standard is dragon ball uh fighters like if it ain't as good as that i'm not playing that shit um and like i i recently went back and played xenoverse 2 and like i remember i liked that game at launch but like playing it again i'm like why did i like this shit this shit fucking sucks the camera sucks the gameplay is nothing special like so the new standard for me is is fighters like if, if they're not doing something on par with that or better like i'm not buying no band if you see me playing a bandai namco game it's because i got it for free and they didn't give me kakarot so i think they hate me it is what it is though Shout I, out to I, look i bought i bought <laughs> i bought kakarot the only reason why i bought kakarot is because twitch reached out to me and said yo stream kakarot and we'll put you on the front page mm. bucks, easy i did that it was you know the game it's okay you know it's a dragon ball game 
what I mean? <laughs> and, 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 look, people say the selling point is open world. What's the point of having an open world that's so shallow? Mm-hmm. Right? What 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 open world do we see in the Dragon Ball series? West City and some mountains. All right, cool. And you could fish. Cool. <laughs> I, I put Bandai Namco in the same ball uh, ballpark as Bethesda. I'm not playing none of their games unless I get it for free. I'm like, I'm oh, just well, over but, it. Yo, Bethesda, though, I mean, if you're talking them as a, as a dev team, yeah, they got to go. I'm just but over them. Their games aren't bad, like, from a mechanical standpoint, but I don't play Bethesda. I'm not paying for Bethesda games because they never work. They always blue screen my PC. They blow something up. Fuck them, bro. I'm over it. Even Doom? Even Doom. That's what I said. Even because Doom, 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 Doom <laughs> Crash. Oh. I don't. I just have the worst luck with their games. I don't know what it is, man. I don't Doom, know. Doom is top five. One of my favorite games of okay. Oh, oh it, 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 the game was definitely good from the little bit I got to play. Then it crashed on me. I was like, I'm over it. I feel you. That's the same thing with me at Apex. <laughs> so I can't be mad at you. I can't be mad at you. Um, I would actually be more interested in DBZ uh, Kakarot if, like JG said, if they did Super. But even still, like the gameplay has got to be something, something new. They got to do something with it. Otherwise, I, I think the problem it. is they just keep tailoring to the same fraction of of people that play it. Besides content creators, you know, mm. it's the same group of people that enjoy pick up and put down games. And if I'm gonna game and I'm gonna pick something up and put it down, I'm gonna look for something that's I don't know, like like a multiplayer game that I feel has like- some sort of depth to it. Like Bandai Namco games are for people who enjoy getting five dollars back from GameStop when they trade in games. Like it's just no way you can convince me otherwise. I know there's no correlation, but I don't give a fuck. <laughs> they, well, the, and also like as an anime fan, they kind of have anime fans in their palm right now because mm, if it's a monopoly. Game, if we don't support the game, we might not get the anime games that we want, and that's what sucks about it. I'd argue we'd be fine without them. Uh, versus just getting, I would, pre- I would prefer not to have them at yeah. all. It'd be more exciting too when they finally do get to announce something. Versus now, now I know there's going to be another one in 2021. It's probably going to be Jaguar, Dragon Ball Kakarot Super uh, next year. Watch. It's going to be Dragon Ball. Fi- it's probably going to be Dragon Ball Fighters too. Mm, yeah, I, I think the Super version is coming though of Kakarot somewhere down the road. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised by Fighters too. Uh, it's either going to be Fighters too, or it's going to be another uh, Nintendo Switch port. Yuck. Oh, you thought you love Kakarot, right? Nope. I don't play Dragon Ball Z games, remember? True. I have standards. <laughs> <laughs> right, stay uh, away from the games and stay away from the fan base. <laughs> that's actually... That's hey. actually uh, I, what I will say is, the last DBZ movie to drop was fire, but that was... Oh, like, hell yeah. yeah Yo, no one hates Dragon deep. Ball. No one hates Dragon Ball more than Dragon Ball fans. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Yo, they're, they're the Star Wars fans of the anime yep. community. <laughs> you try to get I'm them to watch something else, like they don't understand why. Like, why? I just watch Dragon Ball. And how many times do you need to watch Gohan get his fucking arm blown off by the android? As much as it takes. <laughs> it was just such a good saga, man. Like, it's, the, it's the same formula. Bad guy comes, bad guy does bad things. Good guy gets strong. Good New guy power wins. level. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's 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 great, but I feel like Dragon Ball is one of those series where it's great to get into anime, but you gotta explore other series and watch good anime, you know, and play good anime games. Bandai Namco, I, I pray for y'all. My New Year's resolution is please just take your time with your games. Nobody's mad. Everybody wants anime games. Just take your time with it, man. Like I don't want, I don't ever want nothing to fail. I'm just not buying that shit. 
Good job, Whitney. Bro, I, don't want, I don't want Jump Force 2 next year. So. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, hold that. <laughs> hold it that, was like, man. man, I was so excited. It had some of my favorite anime characters in that. And then, uh, bro, hey, I saw the video world. lost our mind at E3 when we saw yeah, it. Yeah, we got <laughs> so excited when that game got announced. Is that like Yagami? Oh my God. Yagami's that story in Jump Force is one of the worst things I've ever. Honestly, we should it should go in the, in the, in the landfills with ET. Like, it was that story was fucking awful, bro. I was like, this is embarrassingly bad. All Jump Force did was just make people argue about which character is stronger than the other. <laughs> like, like it fucking matters. Yeah, because they all got the same fucking four special attacks and the same one little combo. Yeah, it, it was fun, though. It was fun playing with homies and stuff, but then you get the full game at home and you're stuck in like five hours worth of tutorials and unskippable fucking dialogue. That's... That, that's what pissed me off about the game. The like yeah. I had fun playing it at the event with you and like fucking Afro and shit. And that game made me realize. Well, I've always known this, but it really made me realize anything can be fun with like when you're playing with the homies. But like when you got it by yourself and you was by it, like you, you by and, yourself, they're like, like yo, like you start noticing <laughs> shit. Like yo, this shit fucking sucks, bro. That shit almost made me an alcoholic. That shit was bad. <laughs> oh my god, man! <laughs> I, I, I was on stream. I was on stream. I'm like, yo, I haven't had a drink and crack one open. <laughs> Gotta get the I'm just out. pressing X trying to skip through the dialogue. I'm like, yo, you can't skip it. You just can't. There's no skip tutorial oh, option. No. And then it goes to a loading screen. The loading screen is like five minutes long. That's long enough for me to go start a fucking family or some shit. And then come back and still loading. My viewers are like, bro, this is boring as shit. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. What can we do, man? A boy can drink. Jump force. Fighting game of the year. Um, speaking of uh, standards, Ethos said it. That was actually a good little uh, segue. It's a couple game delays since the last podcast. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 got delayed. Uh, when did it get delayed back to? I forgot. September. September. Oh, yeah. Um, and then the rumor is that consoles are holding it back. They're having trouble running it on the PS4 and Xbox. Y'all thinking there's any merit to this? Yeah. I, I believe it optimization yeah because yeah, they they said they needed more time like they didn't say specifically but um was. i also believe i think that after the backlash with the whole multiplayer thing i think that they're seriously going to crunch even more to at least have something to show multiplayer wise when september rolls around I think the CD Projekt Red is at a point, and I was talking about this with somebody else. Um, they're at a point where everybody is like super praising them and high and, and really regarding. They're them cracking under their own hype. Yeah, and they want this to be perfect. So if there was anything small that was wrong with the game, which I I feel like they found a lot they want to make sure that this shit is perfect when it drops because if they don't if they don't guess how many people are going to twitter's going to fucking explode reddit all those hate channels on youtube fallout fallout 76 all over again it's going to be even bigger than that it's going to be anthem it's going to be even bigger than that yeah it's going to be even bigger than that too bigger than mass effect and drama all like the hate channels are going to 10 15 videos is cd project red done it's gonna be really, really bad. <laughs> I can't really. imagine the thumbnails and everything. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's gonna be Project terrible. Red dead? Rest in peace. Oh my God. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta look surprised and you know, put your hands over your cheeks. The truth behind CD Project Red, and nobody's right. talking about it. Right? Yeah, exactly. 
pull up the old homophobic tweets from 2012. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> City Project Red, you were supporting so with so with. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. <laughs> I, when CD, when they had the initial private uh, trailer thing at E3 like two years ago, yeah, they didn't have a release date. I remember I was with one of my homies. Oh, I remember David Dave was over too, but I didn't get to talk to him. But I looked over to my homies. I'm like, yo, we probably never seen this. It's too good to be true. It just looks <laughs> way too good. And then they delayed it the first time. I'm like, here we go. <laughs> here, here we go. Here we go. And then when they delayed it now, I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of probably gonna <laughs> we're probably gonna see the game, but I'm, I'm a little worried. Cause what if it's like Watch Dogs? Remember when Watch well, Dogs be, they showed the, the original trailers and Yeah, to be fair. Parody. A lot of you don't remember forgot about it, but uh Witcher 3 had a graphical downgrade and people were mad at it originally when it first came out. And then they realized, oh wait, the game is still fucking fun. So then they disregarded the graphical ground and it was like it's still a great game. I remember that was like a whole thing. The first like two weeks the game had come out, they were arguing about how CD Projekt Red downgraded the game. Speaking of the Witcher, that's that's a one that's a one thing I'm worried. The Netflix show was good too, so that even puts more hype oh, on yeah. Cyberpunk. Yep. So they they fill in that bought shit. Witcher. Yep, am I bought Witcher. am I the only one in the camp that thinks that it doesn't need to release on console day one? Because I feel like this yes. game has so much hype that it could release Delay on PC. Shit. People 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 would build PCs <laughs> to play this game. I, I want to like. play the game now. I'll tell, I'll tell, you I'll, can, yeah, I, I'll tell I'll tell you this, man. Like if you're gonna release a game on console and there's a multiplayer aspect, there needs to be cross platform. If you can't get it right, delay the fuck out of it. I would rather get it next year, early April or early February or some shit, as long as it's right. You know what I mean? Because there's other games. I'm kind of happy they kind of delayed a couple of games. Bro, we got too much fire coming out in five weeks. Within five weeks, we got Final Fantasy VII dropping. Doom that game Eternal ain't ever dropping. coming out. Come on, stop. Yo, chill. Don't put, don't put that in there. <laughs> Final, <laughs> Final chill, Fantasy bro. 7. Like, nah, Until I see nah, it in bro. the store, I don't nah, believe it, dog. Hey, 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 bro, I will sue you personally <laughs> after that game. You will get a fucking subpoena in the mail, bro. <laughs> the thing is I'll see I, I, yo, I will see you in court because it's your fault. That's 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 that bad. Until I see it, no, I don't I, believe I'm, it. I'm kind of happy, bro, because look, man, um, I'm over the fact that I don't want to get games for free anymore. I'm willing to buy these games. Mm. And I really thought about it. I was like, yo, bro, I'm about to drop like $300 on video games in the next, like, what, two months? Facts. There's a whole bunch of games dropping. So when they delay it, I was like, whew. All right, cool. I got something to play in September. Rather I mean, picking up and putting down all these games that are dropping back to back to back. I'm not mad that Cyberpunk got delayed too, because I'm not going to lie. I did want, I, I didn't play Resident Evil 3 when it first came out, so I'm open to trying this remake. And I'm not going to lie, I would have never played that remake because it came out around the same time as Cyberpunk. Ain't nobody got time for Resident Evil. So, like, I'm not upset by the delay. I'm not, I need to play it right now. Um, I'm just hoping that console version does turn out really good because. I, I don't want another shitstorm. That shit is just, I'm past that shit. That shit is annoying when there's a shitstorm online about video games. You see the face animations? Did you just, the gameplay was fun and in drama. Did you guys play it or we just talking about face animations? Like, nope. Oh, bro, that, that game, that, no, that game was doodle, bro. That game was I like the gameplay in it. <laughs> oh, you're yeah, bugging. Yeah, you're bugging. I disagree. Doodle, I disagree. <laughs> Yo, well, then again, then again, I had the pre patch build. So I don't know if you played the, the post patch when they fixed a couple of things. But when uh, when they sent me the fucking code and I played it, I played it two weeks before launch. And yeah, I so you played it early. It. I didn't play that version. Okay. Yo, bro, that game was so bad. <laughs> well, there was I, one I, moment. 
there was one moment where the character uh i forgot her name and she was in the beginning uh you talk to her and her face just starts distorting it looked like a fucking youtube poop video it was just so like bad. the assassin's creed unity shit yo it, it was unbearable so it i had to play the patch version like it did have bad face animations but like i just didn't care about that shit the story did suck but i liked the gameplay like that was all that really mattered to me like it wasn't as good as the original mass effect but like i did like the gameplay and i like if they do a remaster and they take the original story with that andromeda gameplay that shit we it felt smooth the gameplay felt smooth don't get me wrong it felt yeah. smooth like mass effect 3 but at the same time it's just what people gotta understand is while graphics might not be a priority everything gotta come together because I, graphics is the one constant thing that you're going to see throughout your whole i guess experience. where i disconnected is like i agree like they 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 should have patched it it should have been better or whatever or should have been better day one I, when the internet jumps on shit and they just keep going at it, like I'll say my piece, but I'm not going to make 10 videos. And that's my right. disconnect with people because at the end of the day, they know it's broken and they know they have to fix it and they cannot fix it at the rate in which you release videos and you just releasing 20 videos talking about facial animation. And yeah, it's not going to make the patch come any fast. That's my problem with the gaming community where I disconnect. I'm like, it's trash. Get over it. Like we, it'll, it'll, it'll Remember, be fixed in due time. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember. Remember Spider-Man PS4 when it launched? The puddles. The puddle. The puddle touches. Oh, look at the reflection. It's not there anymore. Oh, this game is trash. No, Sony, you ruined Spider-Man. <laughs> the game was great. Look at the webs. Look at the webs, bro. The webs are not as detailed like in the trailer. Blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, really? It's kind of fire, man. And they just be I mean, doing that shit for issues, views. But... They just be doing that shit yeah. for views. That shit irks me. Like, bro, these are people, bro. Like, chill. <laughs> it's not. It's the outrage culture. Yeah. Like sure. what I said about Kakarot on this podcast. That's where I leave it at. Like, I'm not gonna be on stream every You're day. Not gonna make another video shitting on it. Yeah. Like, I'm not gonna sit here and rag on it. Like, I said my piece. I don't really get the point. In. And then they be in the comment section of other people's videos. Yeah, that's right. Get them. Like, damn, you need to make videos and comment on other people's videos. That shit is wild. Would you play? Would you play Kakarot if somebody was to donate the sixty-five? Oh yeah, I always said. I always said if if uh, if somebody donates it to me, I'll play it. I'm just not buying that game. Yeah, I, I, that was a. It looks like it looks like it looks like a six out of ten. That's what Bandai Namco was famous for making. They're they're famous for the six out of tens. I just hate that these games. You can tell when it's rushed, man. It's it's and it's weird because people don't pick up on it when they drop these games in abundance you know the, uh last year they were dropping uh forgot what game it was that was coming out early last year and then right a month later it was a one piece game and there were they had there was no marketing for the one piece game i'm not a one piece fan but if i was a one piece fan and i'm looking at this one piece game and they're not marketing it they're not talking about it and then two weeks right before launch suddenly they're tweeting about it well, I mean, that's not, not even a, that's not even a gaming thing. That's like people are just ignorant, period. People. The one thing I've learned about being in a game for so long online and creating content is a lot of people don't watch content anymore to be entertained or be informed. Most people nowadays watch content to be right about something. They'll sit there and watch a 10 minute video and try to find something wrong with it so they can tell you about it in the comment section. And an example being is I dropped my Astro Chain review today on YouTube. And one of the first comments in the comment section, the video wasn't even out for five minutes. The video is 15 minutes. This dude is talking about some. I ain't buying this garbage. This is a. I ain't buying these PC games. Astro Chain is a Nintendo what? Switch exclusive, 
if you'd have did a quick Google search, you would have known that. Now you just want to be mad at me because you know I like PC gaming and you think I'm some PC master race type of dude, like because I have a preference for that. But I also play console games. But I'm like, that's the type of shit I'd be talking about. You just want to be right about something. That's how most people are. Most people don't read IGN games, games, but that's a very niche audience. So then they're ignorant about a lot of things, like the things that we're talking about. And these conversations might amaze some people, like wow, these dudes know some really in depth stuff about the industry shit. But most people don't care about this shit. They see Dragon Ball. Oh, I'm gonna buy it. That's Goku. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's 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 all about tapping into these communities, make your coin, and then get the fuck out, rinse, repeat. Mm-hmm. That's what gaming. They take advantage. Of, they take advantage of that ignorance, basically. That's why Cyberpunk to me, it's important, man. It's these games. Look at God of War on PS4. Yeah, I feel like there wasn't a lot of games in the PS4, Xbox era, Xbox One era that really kind of pushed the culture forward. That was like, wow, like this is a labor of love. Um, like cyberpunk looks like that could be that game because i feel like i don't really get excited about a lot of games anymore i look forward to games but like hyped i don't feel like i get hyped anymore for a lot of games i, ha- I have a bad feeling they're gonna delay it again for next gen don't say that i have a very bad oh, Bro, i'm feeling they're gonna a, do the same a, thing too they're gonna make yeah, it a ps5 like, xbox x whatever that shit is exclusive not exclusive if they're, but str- if they're struggling to get it optimized for the current generation there's a big fucking problem that maybe the next gen consoles could solve also, and, they've been, and, and these game devs have been working on next gen for a year mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i mean they have the hardware already and yeah. i would imagine it'd be easier to stuff. port it to the ps5 and xbox i have a hard time to xbox series x xsx i haven't just sounds like a fucking porno um <laughs> i have a hard time saying that shit so i wouldn't be surprised if they uh they uh delayed it to that this episode is also sponsored by audible audible is the leading provider in spoken word entertainment and audiobooks ranging from bestsellers to celebrity memoirs news business self-development podcasts a-list comedy and more every month members get one credit to pick any title plus two audible originals from a monthly selection and access to daily news digest from the new york times the wall street journal and the washington post as well as guided meditation programs you can download titles and listen offline anytime anywhere the app is free and can be installed on all smartphones and tablets you can listen across devices without losing your spot and if you can't decide what to listen to don't worry you can keep your credits for up to a year and you can use them to binge a whole series if you like i'm a busy man so what i love about audible is it allows me to multitask in this economy most of us have multiple hustles on top of taking care of our families and completing school so it's nice to be able to listen and absorb knowledge while doing other tasks if i can make a recommendation on one of my favorite books you should listen to it's called 48 laws of power for those of you out there trying to navigate your way through corporate america and just life in general this book is great it helps you get a better understanding of the psychology of people and social nuances so that you can adapt and eventually irradiate that BBC energy. So check it out. We got a special deal for all the listeners of the GI Podcast. You can receive a free 30-day trial that includes one free book plus two Audible originals if you head over to audible.com slash GI or you can text GI to 500-500. I repeat, that's 30 days free with three pieces of content if you head over to audible.com slash GI or text GI to 500-500. What's going on, y'all? UTXJG deny one-third of the Game of the Illuminati podcast. I have some big news. Yep, it's finally happening. This is the year I'm straining my teeth with candid clear aligners, and you could be too. If you're anything like me, unhappy with your smile, self-conscious in photos, I recommend you check out Candid. Beyond delivering clear aligners directly to your door, Candid treatment includes remote monitoring by your orthodontist through treatment. That means that you can get the same treatment oversight you get by seeing a regular orthodontist in person without the inconvenient office visits, all for a fraction of the cost. 
Unlike braces, Candid Clear Aligners are comfortable, removable, and totally invisible. So you can transform your smile without anyone noticing the thing. Plus, you never have to set foot in a doctor's office or a waiting room. Your treatment is prescribed and monitored remotely by a licensed orthodontist. Unlike other companies, Candid only works with orthodontists, never general dentists. With other remote clear line options, you may never hear from a doctor at all as you go through your treatment. That means your treatment will be designed by an expert in tooth movement. With Candid, not only will your treatment be designed by an experienced orthodontist, but it also includes remote monitoring by that same orthodontist throughout. So you'll never have to wonder how everything is going because your orthodontist will be able to keep an eye on your treatment from anywhere. Looking ahead to the wedding season or special event, with Candid, the average treatment length is only six months. So you'll see results way before then. Learn more about Candid's process and get a complimentary 3D scan of your teeth at a Candid studio near you. It's the simplest, freest way to get started. So, are you ready to take the first step towards straighter teeth? For a limited time, you can get started with $75 off by using code GI at CandidCo.com GI. That's CandidCo.com GI. Use code GI for $75 off. CandidCo.com GI, code GI. How y'all feel about this Dying Light 2 delay? Anybody care? I, I, I mean, I, save I my like wall. Dying Yeah, I like Dying Light, but you know, like, the Spring Dying 2020. Was Did never you see the gameplay for the second one? Did you see the gameplay for it? Nah, there was a new trailer, a new gameplay trailer? No, no, I'm talking about like an E3, the one that like- Yeah, yeah I seen the gameplay. Did you see that? I thought it looked like insane. It's like, a great it game. Looked, the first, yeah, like, the first one was fucking great. It was underrated as fuck, the first one. People just thought, oh, it's just a zombie they're, game. I was like, yeah, still but- They're still updates for it. Like, yeah, they're the still at free content. They even had like a little small BR thingy in it for free. And people were like, just go hop in and see if you like it. Yeah, they dropped that BR thing for PC, right? I mm -hmm. think as a as a as an apology for delaying the game. Mm. I mean, Dying Light One was pretty good. I think it did something uh, a little bit unique. You know, parkour for a while was kind of like the the untapped thing in gaming, and then Dying Light dropped this parkour intensive zombie survival game, which is fun. Don't get me wrong, but. Mm -hmm. Dying Light, when you look at the, the giants of gaming, the shooters and RPGs, it kind of just starts to wither away. And like, it's not really a popular game where a lot of people are talking about because you got games like Cyberpunk dropping, Final Fantasy VII dropping. You know, it. I feel like all the hype behind it, once these games drop, no one's going to care. I, I like the way that as much as I hate Bethesda I do like the way that they announced Fallout 4 I don't know if you guys remember that at E3 they announced it and they was like alright in 6 months it's dropping I wish more studios would do that like be 100% sure you can drop it in a time frame before although that game I don't know if that's a good matter of fact fuck them I don't know if that was a good example that game needs more time <laughs> enough. forget everything I just said <laughs> I mean, but, also, but also with that being said like it, it may be um maybe conflicts between a developer and the publisher which mm. it is like a lot of time so uh so they can't just do that you know it all depends usually the it's crunching and the game actually isn't done but then the publisher is like oh no you got a deadline you got a hard deadline drop this shit or or you know something else is gonna happen beat so. you up yeah it would beat you up um we talked to them like i interviewed them two years ago and then ace interviewed them last year and 
I was like, when I interviewed them two years ago, like we heard nothing from them. So I was like, damn, when is the game coming out? Like it had no date. And then all of a sudden, like they're back at E3 and then Ace interviews them. And then I'm like, well, damn, can we get a, a date? And then we finally, you know, get something. And then they're like, all right, well, we're going to delay it. So I was like, damn, man, like I was excited for this shit for two years. We didn't see much. And then you just say that you're going to delay it. So I'm like, damn, like, am I, am I even going to be excited for it? Like, I'm, of course, I'm going to play it because I like the original Dying Light, but I just feel like the excitement is now gone. And depending on when this new date is, because now we, we don't have anything. They went from saying, oh, it's going to come out spring 2020 to, all right, well, when we drop it, then that's when it is. Um, so when it comes out, whenever it does, I don't, I don't even know, like, like what other games are going to come out around that time so they better be thinking about that too because this can be a game that can easily get drowned out by you know let's say example a juggernaut like cyberpunk food for thought i wonder if any of these studios are delaying their games they're saying it because they need more time but it's really because they kind of have one foot out of the door in terms of current gen and some maybe some like let's say dying light 2 maybe they do want to launch it on the ps5 and the new xbox simply because it'll be less competition because, I mean, there's going to be day one, there's going to be a lot of people who are going to buy the PS5 and the Xbox. They're probably going to sell out day one on the, on the supplies. And that's going to be millions of new consoles and a few million new consoles in those homes. And they're going to have less competition on it because launch titles are always dry. And if this game has already been in development and then maybe they can like spruce up, you know, the frame rate and the resolution a little bit, just put it on that new PS5. It may be less units in terms of PS5 in the home. But it's also less competition, so there's potential for more sales versus being on the PS4 and, and the Xbox One. There's a million different other games, and people might not consider buying. I don't know if that makes sense, what I'm saying. No, that makes sense. I was actually thinking about that because I'm going to get the new Xbox and the PS5. I'm going to save up for that. And I was thinking, what the fuck am I going to play? We they didn't give you a reason game. to play it. Yeah, you know, I, I thought about it. I was like, well, let me take a step back. They, they kind of got me like an apple user you know they just announced the next gen and i'm already set i'm buying it when i don't even know what i'm gonna play on there and, and it hit me i'm like whatever they've released on there besides backwards compatibility uh what am i gonna play and i thought about it, i'm just like whatever they release i'm probably gonna cop if it looks good yeah, because like when I think about it, like yeah. Zone Shadow Falls sold really well, and that game fucking sucks. But that was only because it was a PS4 launch title. Like people oh, are gonna buy it because they're desperate. Yeah, exactly. The motion blur. I, I didn't forget. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Never forget. Yeah. The controls were horrible. It, oh, fuck man, why'd you remind me? Yeah, so do you want to be <laughs> a big fish in a small pond or the other way around? I think maybe some of these studios are considering that because we're on the edge, and it's like, eh. I also feel like you have a chance for your game to be forgotten when it's at the end of the life cycle of a, because like people are going to be so excited about the PS5 news and the new Xbox news like your games might get lost in translation they'll be like oh that's going to be on the PS4 like eh I'm already saving for the 5 it's not really exciting so I don't know just food for thought Dying Light 2 I'm excited for it a little bit um, speak yeah, I, 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 might, I might cop yeah. uh, speaking of the new Xbox uh, since the last podcast it was officially announced it's called Xbox series well they announced it as the xbox series x and then another article came out and they clarified and microsoft said no the new xbox is just called xbox uh so that's confusing uh that's going to be hard to sell in gamestop but then that doesn't matter because we don't know if gamestop's going to be here next year um so xsx uh name the look expectations uh ethos what was your what are your thoughts on the announcements of the new xbox i don't care 
Okay, good good take. Jay, what's your what's your take on that? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking PC. It, uh, it looks like a tower, or uh, as other people were saying, a humidifier. So that's a very interesting design. But again, I don't care until we see the games that are going to uh, coincide with the release. Just like Saving the B said, what games are going to come out? Like, I'm sitting there thinking, oh, I'm going to buy the next Xbox. But again, like, nobody thinks about what are going to be the launch titles. They get you every Every single time and xbox did an amazing job of of having people just have that damn thing sit there and not do anything because y'all did a really really bad job on the exclusives and pretty much everything that you came out with i can play it on the pc as well so it was literally no reason for me to even go and get the xbox one so i hope that it's not going to be the same thing this go around hopefully they learned their lesson because i might feel spencer as a person but man like y'all been fucking up and and like we can tell like this entire gen that Pete, you know, Sony and the PS4 were the clear cut winners and they got the momentum right now. So we'll see when this will happen. But I, yeah, I'm not, again, I'm not excited about the, the new Xbox. I don't care. There's really no point in buying it if you have a PC. You could just get Ultimate Game Pass and just download it on your PC. Mm hmm. I feel like Game Pass is their focus too now. They don't even really care about selling consoles. They're just trying to get you hooked into their, their little ecosystem. Uh, I, I think. They're probably eventually going to transition into a, pri uh, a service provider versus just trying to be a home entertainment system. Look, uh, dog, I, my Xbox One is catching dust. I don't touch that shit. I play single player games on it. That's it. And that's just so I feel like I, I'm doing something with my Xbox. What, what single player games are there? I played well. I play like multiplayer. I played the Star Wars on there. <laughs> multiplayer. Yeah, yeah, that's better. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Shout, shout out to shout out to them. This shit does look like a, a a humidifier, but I didn't like. It's funny, like the meme, but like some people are really talking about they're not gonna buy it just because of that. You should not buy it because they haven't announced any fucking games. Like I don't really care what the console looks like because I'm, I don't buy it to look at it. I want to play games. Um, yeah, it's not decoration. Yeah, so I don't really understand that part. Um, the weird, the name is really fucking weird. Uh, XSX that's hard to pronounce but let's say that like they are just going to call it the new Xbox jokes aside when people go to Best Buy like the average person who does not read or listen to podcasts like this they go to Best Buy GameStop Walmart when you tell them uh, when you're when the son tells the mom I want the new Xbox and then she goes and buys an Xbox one a lot of people are going to be very highly upset because I remember a lot of people couldn't tell the difference between the Wii and the Wii U and now you're saying that oh this is just going to be called the Xbox uh, I don't know. Like that branding is kind of weird. I don't know why they just call it the 720 or some shit. And they're so focused on hardware. It's like, what's the point of having all this hardware with nothing to play? They've got 14 studios and still haven't announced the game. Yeah, like, well, yeah, we're like, gonna play Forza, Forza again. Yeah, yeah Forza Nine. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, because like that was that was literally their um their focus last year. Like with all those teraflops that they were touting. Okay. That's cool. We don't care if you're more powerful than the PS4 because 120 no frames per second with nothing to fucking play. Hey, uh, and yeah, I still think that's a lie too. Yeah, I remember. Was it was it you Ethos that was sitting next to me at E3 when we were at? It was a couple years ago at the Xbox conference, and they announced that the new Xbox was gonna have like a 10 teraflops, and like the kid next to us was like crying in excitement and shit. 
I'm like, yeah. if you're looking at him like, dude, you don't even know what the fuck a teraflop you don't is. Know like, <laughs> like, everybody wants to go look up what a teraflop was and what it did immediately. That was a paid actor. That's what that was. Oh, my that God. Little it couldn't have been because we were sitting in the nosebleeds, bro. We wasn't in no nice seats. <laughs> that couldn't have been no paid actor. Yeah, we weren't even yeah, it's, 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 it's Microsoft. They don't got the budget for games because they're too busy trying to sell Game Pass. <laughs> Might have been. <laughs> so until they announce any games, I don't even know what to say about this uh i feel like they should have showed off a game or two um and the same thing with the ps5 when they finally reveal it like please show a game or two or something like don't just talk about specs because it's it's not enough and like i said in my solo podcast i advise everybody like don't get too excited like i know the ps4 was superior um to most people by most people's standards this generation but don't forget the 360 was great last generation don't just dismiss the xbox because the ps4 did great fucking great and and if history tends to repeat itself it was the ps2 then the 360 then it was the ps4 so if history repeats itself the xbox might be top dog next time so you know wait to see what everybody announced before you just go throwing money at a company don't be a fucking drone facts um that's all i got to say about the xbox Assassin's Creed. Anybody care? Ragnarok? New rumors? Yeah. Man, these rumors sound fire. All right, check it out. So um, a while back when Assassin's... No, it was it was The Division. There was a Viking holding a uh, piece of Eden in it. And people were like, oh, shit. Is it going to like the Viking era, like the Norse and stuff with Assassin's Creed? Because Ubisoft is... For those who haven't been paying attention, they've been creating the Ubisoft cinematic universe, making their games intertwine and shit like that. Some new rumors came out about the next Assassin's Creed um it's supposed to be called ragnarok um it's supposed to be revealed the rumor is sometime this month and launched in september up to four players and drop in drop out co-op um players can only play as a single character jorah who can be chosen to be a male or a female just kind of like an odyssey uh jorah led a small band of four during their ventures is why other players can drop in and out for co-op um it'll have heavy rpg uh elements in it just like odyssey and origins and it'll continue to build on that combat is upgraded with more weapon types and special abilities for every weapon grouping each weapon has runes added and it can be upgraded durability blah 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 uh durability weapon durability will come into play i don't know how i feel about that um replacing adrenaline is a berserker mode which also activates special runes like fire frost and lightning damage that sounds kind of cool sailing returns but it's less combat it's supposed to be more for like exploring parkour and new parkour animations the hidden blade is back it's far more customizable maybe we can get a bacon skin on it or something um stealth is upgraded by having physical health uh stealth skills such as hiding in mud snow crouching that actually sounds like ghost recon uh blah 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 man y'all got the damn notes up y'all reading all this damn shit uh how are we feeling about this like let's pretend like it's real does anybody even care about assassin's creed i already know i love odyssey so i'm gonna let y'all talk you can- i'm a fan I- I, you know, Assassin's Creed has always been one of those games where it's like hit or miss, and it starts off really good, and then it kind of just falls off for me. But uh, I'm kind of excited for this one because I like Norse mythology, so they probably got me with this one. And Odyssey was fire, so uh, yeah, Odyssey was fire. I think the like these features that they're announcing it sounds cool. It just annoys me because everybody's been asking you to go to Japan, and you know, spoiler if you haven't played Odyssey, it's not that big of a deal. There's a one point in the game where they basically confirm there is a brotherhood in Japan. It was like a little Easter egg in there, and I'm like, all right, bro. And then we get fucking Fuck Norse. <laughs> all right, man, this is ridiculous. I feel like they're literally gonna wait till we hate Assassin's Creed, and they're gonna dangle the bacon over our fucking head and be like, yeah, Japan, man. Remember? <laughs> I'm not a fan of weapon durability. Though. I'm not either. Like that's a that's an archaic mechanic. I've so, never liked that mechanic in any video game. It. 
being in the middle of a fight and then your sword just falls apart that doesn't sound fun and the game's supposed to be fun especially because odyssey kind of took liberty with the assassin's creed formula and they they put a lot of magic in there with the greek gods and shit like let's stick to that with like the norse gods and shit i don't want weapon durability i'm curious about this co-op because co-op and unity was awful it was just side missions that didn't matter for loot that honestly didn't matter because there was better loot in the main campaign um so i'm curious to see how this co-op will play in this and like it better not be like see at these i don't want no i don't want to have to have multiple people controlling the ship and shit like that that shit sounds annoying what see, I, skipped, I skipped unity but can co-op make or break a game though uh is, I guess I'm in the in the boat of why do it. Yeah, I would still play it, but it's like why do it if you're not going to do it right, especially because they unless they based the game around co-op mechanic. Yeah, which it sounds like that's what this one's going to be around. If we're pretending like these rumors are true, because this comes from Reddit, you know, they can, we can't trust them. We can't trust Reddit. Uh, what about you, no, Ethos? Right, that, that uh, I mean, I kind of didn't even beat Odyssey because I kind of got bored of it, so. Mm. I don't know if I'm really excited for this one to be honest with you. I hope I will. I hope I, I hope I can rekindle that like love that I had for Origins because I like Origins is probably my favorite Assassin's Creed game. But I, I don't wow, because the main character's black. Yeah, absolutely. That's the fucking. I agree. And Happy Black History Month. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wakanda forever. <laughs> we was kings and shit. Yeah, that's like. what they say in the comment section. They little racist ass comments. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we know what y'all doing. That's equivalent to the damn trihex and damn on Twitch. We was kings. We was kings. Yeah. Head asses. Uh, what'd you say about this, Jay? I mean, like I said, I'm I'm very excited. Uh, Odyssey was the first Assassin's Creed game that I played and beat. Like I, it, that shit was amazing. So, and like I said, if this is real, I am very very excited just because of that co-op aspect alone. Did you play the like, DLC? I played like one part of the DLC. Oh, you gotta beat play. that. <sighs> yeah. I, I don't fire. think I'll go back to it. I think I'm. I think I'm good. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I know. I know you. I'm something to beat. I got like 200 <laughs> hours of that shit, boy. <laughs> you're, you're insane playing this for that long. But um. But yes, if the co-op does work, um. Again, if uh, depending if this is real and it does work, then I think that that's gonna bring another element to Assassin's Creed. Um. But don't make it like if y'all just half-ass it and just like Ghost Recon, then I'm not gonna be excited. But um i think that assassin's creed is one of those uh franchises that ubisoft still has that like the actual story and the gameplay at least from odyssey and origins um when they kind of um kind of amped it up it does make me excited regardless so like i said we'll see we'll see if these are real but this is very detailed like i i think it might have a little bit of validity to it I'm yeah just, it was a little too detailed to be a rumor i agree yeah i could see if they had like five different things um you know about the details about this game but this shit is like 20 details <laughs> like it's it's a shit ton so we'll see yeah like why would you make up weapon durability that's an odd thing to make up to especially something that didn't exist prior yeah, like, what you trying to piss me off or something? Like, no. <laughs> you trolling? Like, what's going on? Like, be upset. I pray a guy that's fake, though. Because yeah. I don't want to be crafting and worrying about making the axe in the first hour of the game durable and I'm getting my ass whooped because it doesn't work. Uh, that's, that's not fun. For being in the middle of a boss fight and that shit just breaks down on you, like... Then you got to load another save file and go craft a better weapon, like doing side missions. It sounds like it has the potential to pad the game for unnecessary shit when it's like you just want to get to the point. Um, it's a problem I have with Elder Scrolls games. But that's the games. 
you know what would really help you when you're playing Assassin's Creed? Puma's gaming socks. Have you guys heard about this? <laughs> Unfortunately. Puma's right. still around? That's crazy. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah, they got Puma Mania events in fucking 2K. That terrible game. Um so yeah, Puma announced they have an official gaming sock. Uh it'll cost $105, 160 in Australia, and then 80 pounds in the UK. Um, the Puma gaming sock was created with console gamers in mind. The gaming sock is the first edition active gaming footwear designed for indoor and in-arena use. It delivers seamless comfort, support, and grip so many gamers can adapt to different active gaming modes and game their best, Puma says. Um, it features medial wrap-up grip in seek mode, lateral wrap-up support in attack mode, and heel wrap-up stability in cruise and defense mode. How will this improve your gaming, Beast? That sounds like a fucking Yu-Gi-Oh card. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> In a tackle, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, That's great. I would improve your game. Well, I wear socks. I don't know about you guys. I wear socks, but Puma. $105 for socks? This shit like it to make your feet sweaty. Is that shit going to cook me breakfast while I'm playing video games? Is that why this is so expensive? I don't know, man. Attack mode, defense mode. Uh, and it's Puma? Nah. This shit like it don't got no ankle support. What you think of this shit, Jay? <laughs> I mean, like, as soon as we heard about it, I was like, what does attack mode and seek mode and defense mode mean? Like, can we see an accurate representation of what that means? Because I don't get it. These are socks. Like, how, are they transforming on my feet when I play different <laughs> games? Like, are you going Are you going to regulate, like, what I'm doing? Like, if, I, if I'm on a defense, or are they going to transform on my feet? I don't I don't understand, like, what's going on there. Like, these are just glorified, oh. expensive-ass socks, bro. I think I know the benefit of these. These would be good for, like, when you're in those heated gamer moments and you're about to shout a gamer oh word. Oh, my God. And- oh, my God. You're standing out of your You're standing out of your knock your knockoff gaming chair you got from fucking Walmart with no name brand on it and you jump up because you get a sick play. It absorbs the shock off your ankles and stuff, and you're shouting gamer words into the camera on your stream, and then Twitch bans you. But at least you had your gamer socks on to absorb the shock, you know? So first of all, where where the Puma think? That they could get away with a hundred dollars socks. Yeah, and why is this so much? First of all, like if you wanted to enter the market, maybe they who, thought who because the fuck still wears Puma. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, Meek Mill. Man, it's just socks. Maybe they thought they could make it so expensive because, uh, like, gaming is an expensive hobby. To be honest, I mean, games are sixty dollars. A good PC is going to run you at least a thousand. Consoles are four or five hundred dollars when at least when they're new. So they probably were thinking, you know, these gamers got money. So let's just, you know, make it a hundred and see what they do. You know, let's see if they get it. I think maybe that's why. But I don't know, man. Can you fuck bitches in this shit? <laughs> they sock though. You fuck. You fuck. If they got the same grip as my Tim's. If I'm in a rush, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man. I need that shit in attack mode, man. Whatever. Attack mode turns into Black Air Forces. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'll cop that. I'll cop that. I would not be surprised, though, like, next, like, the next gaming events, big gaming events or whatever, like, next year, Puma tries to sponsor some esports team, and you see them with no shoes on, just the Puma gaming socks while they... <laughs> and then, and then oh, they win a tournament, and they blame it on the socks and shit. I game better with my Pumas. If I see someone at TwitchCon wearing that, you're getting robbed. 
Allegedly. 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 It's crazy because again, these Allegedly. are socks, so they're only they're only meant for indoor use. So you're not gonna be walking. Well, actually, you know what? Because I'm sorry, because the, the Caucasian people walk outside barefoot. So never mind. They'll do it. They'll walk around with. Them. <laughs> I would say, have you have you been in never a gym mind. before? They be wearing yeah, socks in the gym, lifting and shit. Yeah, never mind. I take that back. So I'm sorry. Well. Yeah. Different strokes for different folks. It'll be interesting to see how this pans out. I'm actually interested to see what other companies start to do products like this. Uh, will we get a Nike gaming sock and what will be the difference? Yeah, because Adidas is going to be like, oh shit, Puma. Puma dropped some socks. Ninja. Puma. I got I to drop some socks too. Yeah, yo, ninja, ninja, put your name on it. <laughs> yo, yo, Ninja, come do a Fortnite dance. Come do the default dance. <laughs> socks, real quick. Uh, nobody does the dance back. That shit would be great. Uh, making a comeback. <laughs> um, fucking the war on loot crates hasn't stopped. Yeah, what's going on with this shit in the NHS, uh, JG? Yeah, so now uh, the NHS, aka the National Health Service, they are uh, they're going in and they are saying that uh, these gaming companies are setting kids up for addiction uh, with these loot boxes. Um, and this comes from Claire Murdoch, who is. I think she's the, the uh she's a director of mental health so she also said that frankly no company should be setting kids up for addiction by teaching them to gamble on the context of these loot boxes no firm should sell children loot box games with the element of chance uh so basically i mean it just continues the argument that was going on all of last year and and the um and the, the latter part of 2018 so at this point, it just seems like these companies are trying to like remove loot boxes altogether. Uh, because if you all weren't aware, um, there have been some uh, some countries that have fully eliminated loot boxes, and there are some countries that have forced uh, companies like EA, because EA is a really big company um, that has been under fire for this, uh, mainly with FIFA and, and uh, Madden. They have been required to at least list, be transparent with what comes in the loot boxes and what your chances are for getting every single item. Uh, so that's why you can see like in games like Apex, like they have to tell you like what your chances are of getting like a legendary item, an epic item, a common item, things like an uncommon item. So I think that at this point they're just trying to get rid of loot boxes apparently like altogether because like they're saying that not only is it encouraging children to gamble but now they're saying that it's going to become an addiction and it has become an addiction for these children yeah uh i don't know if you guys heard about gotcha games mobile games no nah. yes. there's a yeah there's a couple of them in particular like dragon ball dokkan battle is very fucking popular and actually belgium banned loot boxes and they had to kind of like either reformat some gotcha games or you just can't access these games at all. And I don't know, man. I, I was never a fan of loot boxes to begin with. As long as they're co cosmetic, I don't give a fuck. But then you play a game like GTA 5 where you can gamble in it. And then, you know, you got shark cards and stuff like that. And uh, NBA 2K, got some gambling in there, which is a little odd. I just don't want that to be the business model. You know, where the only time I could have fun and really reap the, the fun factors of this game is to invest another hundred dollars or 150 bucks for some fucking cosmetics. Facts. It's, it's just corny. My only, my only question is, where are, all these, where are these kids getting all this money to buy all these loot crates and shit? Their parents. Still in their parents' credit cards. You're right. Nope. <laughs> 
parents. No, I don't, because I never did that, bro. <laughs> my parents beat my motherfucking ass, bro. I guess that I, shit I is cool bad. in other people's households. Huh? You need a five thousand dollars buy fucking kids. You know me, mom. <laughs> you know, so you're telling me you never, you never stole your parents' American Express nah, and charged ten thousand dollars for FIFA skins? I would not even be doing this podcast right now. <laughs> I would be somewhere in heaven. Right <laughs> Six feet under somewhere. Okay, so that's my doing forte. Some, doing some some gambling with your Puma socks on? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's just a thought I have. Like, where are these kids getting this money from? Like, I get if it's like a high school kid who's got a job and he spends his money on it, but like some of these younger kids, like, why why is your parents' credit card on your iPad? Like, I like when I buy stuff, I buy it once and then I remove the shit. Like, cause you know, like that PlayStation hack scared me. I don't want my shit on nothing that I don't need to be on it. In fact, that people leave the info everywhere. I think the whole argument is just, you know, video game causes violence in disguise all over again. And I think they're just trying to get that win. They couldn't ban GTA. They couldn't stop Rockstar. And now they're just looking looking to sell for something. And while a lot of these companies are fucking scummy. They are. NBA 2K. But at the same time, like, I could play GTA 5, play some blackjack, and I still got my house. You know, my wife didn't leave me with the kids because yeah, I lost and fucking grant that follow some shit. Facts. I'm just saying. I, I think the even funnier thing about this is what I've seen from the whole loot box argument and, and the government getting involved in all these different countries. Like they always mention children as like the people who are getting addicted, but what about the adults? Like we don't care. Why do we think we like have gambling? They, like they're also adults who are spending buku amounts of money for these damn skins and and getting these loot boxes. Why don't you mention them? Like it's all it's still an addiction, is it not? Yeah. They don't give a fuck about adults. You know yeah, exactly. Yeah, they don't give a fuck about it. They don't, they don't give a fuck about ass man. Have to, have to <laughs> yeah, that's what it is, those. <laughs> Yeah, they don't go fuck. I have to get a third mortgage for some FIFA skins. <laughs> oh, they no, want to know if little Timmy in the Midwest is going to spend 10 grand on some fucking Fortnite skins or not. That's Yo, what they're big worried facts. about. Big facts. Yeah. I, would love, I would love to see how EA would restructure their company if microtransactions no longer existed. Oh, Lord. They would lose so much money. Be that fucking... It might be a good company for once. <laughs> people, people forget you, when they were. People forced to play good oh, to actually make good games. Hey, get that fight they night might, out. We need that new Def Jam. Oh, they might, they might be a good company. We might get mm. Dead Space Four. They mm. might get Visceral Games back and put it together or some shit. I mean, that's never gonna happen. But I mean, look at look at uh, uh, Bungie, and when Bungie was with Activision and Destiny how fucking shitty destiny 2 was when i first came out i enjoyed it but you look back at destiny 1 and the, the improvements and stuff like that these parent companies put these other companies in a chokehold yeah yeah it's always the fucking label it's usually the artist that just wants to create um but what can you do hopefully the war on it'll be interesting how this war on loot crates continues uh ninja theory announced a new horror game i honestly don't know what to say about it i just kind of put this on there i don't know if y'all want to talk about it it's called project mara they said in the press release project mara will be a real world and grounded representation of mental terror based on real life lived experience accounts and in-depth research our aim is to recreate the horrors of the mind as accurately and realistically as possible project mara will be experimental an experimental title and showcase what could become a new storytelling medium and for those of you unaware, Ninja Theory is also the ones that did, uh, what was it, Hellblade? Is that what it was called? 
the other uh, yep. yeah so it's like is that is that the new new thing they're going for they're going to be like the mental health of gaming or <laughs> shout out mental health real real life illness real life horror so I don't, I don't know what to make of this but does anybody have any interest from seeing the trailer I love I love horror. Sure. Horror is my favorite genre, so I might check it out. Sure, why not? Okay, mm, Jay. I'm interested in that new Hellblade because Ethos showed me the like that fucking game was fire, so I want the yeah, sequel. Mm-hmm. Amen. I'm kind of I'm kind of mad. I slept on that game. I was mad. I slept on it too after playing it. I heard that shit got yeah. hard puzzles. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good, not bro. It, look, it looked cool, but think. yeah, I'm not trying to do like puzzles are cool, but not too hard, not too hard, man. I don't know. Um, also, some Godfall gameplay was leaked online. It was later confirmed by one of the developers that it is real and it's an, in fact an old build from a year ago. For those of you unaware, Godfall was one of the first PS5 exclusives that was announced alongside the console. Um, it's just like a short, like a little 10 second snippet. I'm gonna be honest, it did nothing for me, but maybe y'all had something to say about this. I don't know. It looked pretty cool, it looked solid. But then the developers say it was like PC build or something, yeah, yeah, they did. So they don't even think they really got it working with the PS5 yet. Supposedly, it's supposed to be like a a looter shooter, but it's more melee based, like a slash looter shooter or some shit like that, and like co op with friends. Kind of like, isn't that isn't that what Anthem? Isn't that what Anthem was supposed yeah. to be? Anthem, fucking Marvel's Avengers, Destiny, yep. all everything's a damn looter shooter live service. Just got the purple gun. Here's the red. I'm, I'm, I, I mean, I thought that the two second club was, it, it looked good for being a a, a year old build. Um, from Who's the to? It's a team of people who are like from Riot Games. The ones who worked um, on they worked on Horizon. Like, yeah, Horizon. It's like a mixture of people from like AAA teams. Oh, it, got, it, got poten- it got potential then. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's something to keep an eye on. The one game I think that they announced. Um, I don't even know. How to, is it is it Bayleth? Is that you said? The Bayleth splits the yeah, Smash Bylith. community. Bayleth. That's the new DLC character for Bylith, Super Smash yeah. Bros. You I'm mean not- Dante? Yeah, not that. Oh, this sounds like this bothered you. Speak on it. How you feeling about this? <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, I'm happy. I'm happy. For the fire emblem community but at the same time they could go eat a dick hey hey, hey, hey. i'm sorry <laughs> man like you can't disrespect violence like this brand <laughs> look, look look man i'm a smash fan i love smash i was streaming it consistently every single week since launch but this is kind of a slap to the face to anybody that's not a fire emblem fan you know like if you're a smash fan that's what you are, a Smash Bros. fan. And you don't have to accept every single thing that they throw at you, but then you look at the DLC list, right? Starts off strong. We got Joker, we got Banjo, all these characters, and then the final character, with all the hype behind it, is a character that probably should have been the first DLC character. It's kind of disappointing. I'm not going to lie, like, I was thinking about it while I was making the notes, and, like, if I had to make a, my top 10 video games of all time, like, off the top of my head, Super Smash Bros. Melee would fall somewhere on that list because that was I have so many hours on that game on the GameCube and like I just don't feel inspired to play the new Smash Bros. Like I don't like there's like eight fucking characters from Fire Emblem on the roster of Smash. Like I don't know if you guys remember the original Smash Bros. had eight characters on it. This could be its own Smash Bros. game. Stop putting these sword characters. There was like you know what you tired of sword characters from fucking Fire Emblem. Here's a one with a sword, a spear, and a damn bow just regurgitating shit and it's just like bruh like i feel people bad for people who bought that season pass man like i guess sakurai needs a break but i need a break too this is, we're breaking at, up at sakurai the, 
You know, at, at the same time, it's just like, you know, it's his vision. He's a huge fan. Cool. You know, I got Terry from KOF, so I'm happy with Terry. But at the same time, I, I'm just disappointed, man. This is disappointing. And, and then, you know, we're getting six characters again within the next year. And that doesn't really make me feel better. You know what I mean? Because who knows when the next DLC character is coming out? What do you think would happen if they announced another Fire Emblem character? <laughs> yeah, oh, the internet would explode. Shit. Yeah, they would. They would yeah. find that dude. <laughs> what? The, the thing is, well, the one thing that a lot of people aren't really talking. The Nintendo Switch is going to be here for a lot of years to come, so they're going to look to build on, on Smash Bros. Ultimate for as long as the switch is alive even if regardless they drop let's say a switch pro they're still gonna build on smash why would you you never need to make another smash game for the especially because it's called ultimate so they could just build upon it yeah just keep yeah. using the game turn to a live service just make it into just a game that lasts forever facts that they, they there's really no reason to work on another smash bros game at all and I feel that they could just keep building and building at the end of the day the roster is like what 70 characters right now or 60 something like that it's a huge yeah. roster um and while it is disappointing because i was hoping for smash uh for dante and smash and i'm a huge devil may cry fan and all the all the hints were leading and pointing to dante you know capcom was dropping all these little hints and then the devil may cry twitter page and facebook page were dropping all these announcements and then it turns out that it's about the new Devil May Cry three port on the Switch. What uh, what made y'all think that it was gonna be Dante? I had a feeling it wasn't gonna be Dante. I uh, was hoping for Dante, and then I made a tweet. I was like, "It's chances are it's not Dante. It's just mostly uh, hoping for it." You know what okay. I mean? I'm, I'm just curious, like where like the beginning but then there, of that rumor started, where everyone was like, "Oh, then, no, it's gonna be Dante." What what made the rumor? though is when the double may cry page tweeted uh, that they were going to drop an announcement the same day as a smash direct oh well what did they announce they ended up announcing that <laughs> double may cry 3 on the switch is going to have a new mechanic where you can switch between styles uh more seamlessly and that was <laughs> <laughs> I know they probably got yelled at for that. Yo, one of my favorite <laughs> hobbies to do is go to Facebook and read the Facebook comments on announcements because they're so fucking funny. The outrage is hilarious. People get so mad. Dog, uh, one of the producers made a video and a whole bunch of people just started throwing racial slurs. I'm like, damn. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Damn. It's, it's great, man. Go check it out. Right. Yo, we need Knuckles. We need Sora. There's so many different cool characters you they're can not put gonna, in If game. they didn't put Dante in it, they're not going to put Sora in it. But what about Donald and Goofy and Sora? No, I, no, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> People, that's the one thing that annoys me. I'm like, I feel like some of the stuff that they pick makes sense. I, I would say the Persona one was definitely one of those like far out ones that like not any, no one saw coming. Uh, funny. Um, uh, game joke. Um, but Great. I feel like everything else banjo and kazooie i honestly i don't understand why people were fucking begging for that shit i feel like that was a waste of the slot um uh, blylith was kind of a given because i was like how are you not gonna put up the new fire emblem character in when like it just came out this year I, i'm surprised you know what i really thought if there's anybody i would put in smash i want to be in smash so bad um i feel like she'd be perfect for smash but uh they got her in soul caliber so i'm like there's things where it's like far not far-fetched you said uh, who they could put 
uh 2b from the oh, 2B. Uh, I, I, yeah 2b um uh Geralt from witcher man, what about beautiful that nigga, joe that nigga's been in four different games beautiful joe was one i thought they would actually bring like as a big like you know instead of banjo kazooie i think beautiful joe would have been a way better like oh shit like moment um because like that's like a cult classic right there um mm -hmm. and the other one i would have thought was um uh astral chain I really thought the final character was going to be the dude from Astro Chain because they were like this. The final character is going to be someone like people aren't expecting or something like that. I can actually I see that with the stage recovery and the chain. Yeah, and, shit. and I was thinking like Platinum Games. You know, if they don't get 2B, they'll pick something that's in the Nintendo wheelhouse. Astro Chain came out; it sold a boatload of copies. People know about the game. This is a great way for like both studios to like you know look at each other because Astro Chain fans will go get in on Smash, and then Smash fans might check the game out. So it works for both sides. So I think that person would have been perfect because you have the different stances. Like uh, you have the different, um, what is it? What are they called? I forgot what they're called. It's called uh, an Astro, ain't it? Astral? Well, yeah, whatever. The, the, the fucking police brutality robots. Um, Ching Tin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. But like, I, I feel like that those mechanics work perfectly. Like there's examples of them already existing in Smash. I feel like the translation would have been pretty easily. I'm surprised they haven't put Phoenix right in the game. Phoenix Come on, the lawyer, right. dude? What's yeah. he gonna do? The objection, objection and stop. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Yeah. I'm, I'm, sure, no, I'm sure he them. got hands. I'm sure he got hands. <laughs> yeah, he's just, he's gonna Yo, I, I made I made a list uh, a while back, and on that list, I wanted obviously Dante, Master Chief, Rayman. Rayman would be dope. Uh, Phoenix Wright, Minecraft Steve would be dope in that game too. Why? Why, why do people want Minecraft Steve? Is Yo, that, have like, you played Villager? Have, have, Y'all, have you played Have you played Minecraft before? No, it's for pedos. That's <laughs> <laughs> real shit. No, Minecraft I, is Minecraft. Steve is jacked as fuck, bro. This dude will fuck up half the. I mean, he's a block. I hope he's jacked jacked up. <laughs> Minecraft. He, he got hands. To, yo, you know how much strength it takes to punch a fucking tree into oblivion? I don't. I guess. <laughs> you lost me on this one, bro. <laughs> Oh, think about that. I wouldn't be mad if they announced it. it. I would, I would, I would prefer Minecraft Steve over Bayleth or whatever the person's name is. Damn, he said he will. Have you played Fire Emblem yet? I don't want it. It's I, I, I know. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't, <laughs> no, Ethos, don't put that no. on me. I, I, no, you know, I you know, I like no, Fire no, Emblem. No, you know, no, I like Fire you Emblem. All them shitty games last year, and I told you to buy Fire Emblem and Astral Chain. Your ass didn't listen to me. Now you're going back like you're putting a false narrative on me. I never said. I never oh, said that I, was a bad series. Everybody no, knows I no like Fire Emblem. Puma socks in the tech no, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah, don't want another Fire Emblem character in Smash. That's all I'm saying. Uninstall the shitload of You about to get uninstalled. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying if you play Fire Emblem Three Houses, then I'm pretty sure you think Byleth is great. I don't know how good she, she or he is in the game of Smash. I don't. I heard people think they that they suck. So I don't know. It's just enough Fire Emblem characters in the game. Like apparently I somebody won a tournament with her. With her? Okay. Well, then she must not hard. be that bad. Yeah, because yeah, I've, I've seen that's kind of hard. That's kind of hard to gauge though, because it's a yeah, new character, so people don't know the in and ins and outs of the character quite yet. Yeah. Versus you know a more seasoned character. But usually new yeah. characters don't win like immediately. You gotta True. you know yeah. laugh them for a little bit. So we'll see what happens. But um. Yeah, I, I think we're getting to a point that like the Smash community is I, I don't even feel like people are really playing Smash like that anymore. Like as far as the people who are super vocal about what characters that they want or don't want in a game. I just think it's now become popular 
to to be on Twitter and be super vocal on who you want in there and then get upset when it's never when it's not them. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. when Violet came around, I didn't even watch the, the Nintendo Direct or whatever, the Smash Direct. But as soon as I saw it was another Fire Emblem character, I was like, well, here we go again. Like, they're oh, about shit. to get upset. They're about and to like, lose their shit. Yeah, and the funny thing about it is like the Smash, like what they've done for Smash Ultimate, pretty much anything is up for grabs. Like pretty much any character that they want could get in the game now. It's not just limited to Nintendo characters. So like it's it's just crazy to me that like all these Fire Emblem characters are being there because it's basically just Fire Emblem Smash now. Now. it's not even really mario's game anymore because it used to be just all the mario characters now it's all the fire emblem characters so i understand people's pain like who actually care about smash but you know i don't listen to them because again they just, I, I feel like these people don't really play smash they, they just want to be a part of just the whole toxic community when a character comes in that they don't want but i do you know feel for them like the people who actually do care about it because it is really too many fire emblem characters like i know that they were like yeah sword characters why we need another sword character um and yeah they they need to just get a little bit more variety it doesn't matter how much he loves fire emblem because it's like it's it's also the smash community it's also the smash community you can't make the smash community yet there's no winning with the smash community Full of freaking weirdos. What can, can you shower. do? What can you do? Uh, you're you're a residential game developer here, Ethos. Explain this oh, one to God. me. So another game says they can't put women in it because they're hard to. No, animate. I'm not touching this. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm not touching dog. this. No, I'm not touching this. Come on, man, break Uh-oh. it down for us. Break it down for no, us. No, I got I got like, here. Okay, yeah, I got you. I got you. So the hottest game on Twitch right now is Escape from Tarvog, and one of the fans of the game was asking how come they can't create a female character, and the actual studio responded and said there are no playable female characters because of the game lore but more importantly the huge amount of work needed with animations gear lifting and etc so i was i was gonna ask ethos like what in specific is just so hard about animating the fine uh, females hips well, i think it's important to first date um do you know what the game lore reason was no what was it so the game lore reason they said was they said women couldn't handle ptsd oh my god <laughs> that's why no. i don't want to touch this no we're not gotta, touching that one i will speak only strictly on the game development side of it because there's a bunch of arguing on who said that quote and that person wasn't it got isn't part of the team and all this sort of stuff like it, it's a bunch of you know who he said she said arguing over and about that if i'm focusing specifically on the uh development side i will say i don't 100 percent buy that um because we've had tools i don't know what engine they run in i'd have to check if it runs in it's unity, Unity, 4, it's unity. I, unity okay then i really don't kind of buy that um so the main thing is it really depends on how they set up the game early on but in theory um and, and dx actually put a really good tweet out there which i didn't know about this but um even like big triple a in order to like save budgeting wise and money wise a lot of times they will interchange female and male parts when they're modeling um so that they can model faster and that they can save money so uh long story short i'll make this really simple so the stages of making a character is like you first have to sculpt the person like kind of thing like molding out of like clay so first you have to sculpt the person and then basically you have to create a skeleton inside of them this is like what's called rigging so this skeleton basically is what animators use to animate characters so it it's like bone the bone structure of the character um and they're called like joints and so forth uh the argument which a lot of game developers maybe won't buy this is that even with female characters and like ubisoft's done it uh 
EA games have done it. Like a lot of games have done this. Even indie games have done this. Is um, specifically example Ubisoft is Rainbow Six Siege. Um, for example, um, one of the of some of the female operators actually use the same uh, lower body like legs. Um, model as the male character so uh valkyrie uses the male leg bodies and the reason they do this is because so then when they animate it's way easier and faster for them to iterate on making animations faster so with this example a lot of people don't buy it because simply you could make a female character and just retarget it to the male um skeleton so as long as you make the female character just like PUBG, right? As long as you make the character very similar and you're not changing their body structure at all or something like, like that much, you could literally copy and paste and retarget a lot of animations, which would save you a boatload of time and without really like expending that much budgeting. Now, another reason I don't buy this is because they're the biggest game, one of the biggest games on Twitch right now. So I, it's hard for me to say and to believe, I don't know their full financial situation, but it doesn't seem to me that their company is in a dire straits right now that they're looking all right check it out check it out check it out you guys don't want to talk about it but i'll go there all right i'm not saying this is true i'm just saying from a technical standpoint it's hard for me to i'm not speaking from a technical standpoint i'm about to speak from a social standpoint okay escape escape from tarvok what does that sound like sounds russian to me so i googled the studio you know just to double check and according to wikidadia it is in fact they, their studio is based in saint petersburg russia now just to play devil's advocate i'm not saying it's okay but i'm saying i'm not surprised that their take on women and you know not having a rush to put them in their game because russia doesn't exactly it's not exactly the most progressive country that's what i'll say i think that's what it might have something to yes, do with no way you can prove they, that but well, I mean, but not but now, but now they're in a weird position. Snipers, like that's why I don't buy that. Like, True. like Russia has used women in their military and their army, especially during World but, War II. Oh, oh, like, come on, bro, we're we're in America. They used to use black I, people I as slaves. I, that doesn't I, mean. No, I know, I know. I know <laughs> come on, <laughs> that doesn't mean we're looked at as equals. Come on, dog. <laughs> I'm just saying, even if it's a culture thing, I think like no one. It's hard for someone to really come up. Like you could have just straight up said, "We don't want to do it," or like our current. If that if I was you could have just said it, just, they need a PR person. It's like, not in the plans had, right now. Yeah, they should have had a PR person just literally come out, not some like regular like maybe with some random developer. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to get into the, to the semantics, but whatever happened happened. I would have just simply came out with a PR statement and said, "I'll be honest with you, this is great suggestions, and we're definitely going to take it back as feedback to add uh, maybe possibly to add females to the game so that we can expand our audience and for players who want to play as females, they can do that. But we currently have a current roadmap of features that we're planning out right now, and since this would be like a walk-in, we have to you know work around the roadmap first. But we'll put it on that if we do have time to do it, we can start you know looking at that and seeing when we could possibly implement that. That's the best way you could have gone about it, and then you could the people forget about it three months later." And then you don't even have to do it. That, that's literally. I, I don't know. I don't know, man. These kind of things are also problems that people look for to argue about too. And mm. Yeah, that is true. It was, a, it was a reach just to find it. That's yeah. why Samurai Zero has women in it. I want to confirm, Samurai Zero has women samurai in it. Okay, and they're just as powerful as the men. Thank you. So, um, so <laughs> but, now, but now if they add a, now let me get on that um, Patreon, baby. <laughs> if they add women now, it's gonna look like they're just yeah. That they, yeah. This is literally one of those moments the, where they should have just shut the fuck up. Yeah, you should just shut the fuck. Yeah, you should have just left alone. Based on how honest that answer was they're probably gonna drop a woman in the kitchen dlc just to spite the oh, game oh my god. <laughs> Ooh. i would not be surprised 
I hope to God not. But that would be a PR nightmare. But even if they did, sport. even if they did, like I said, they're based in Russia. What is anybody going to do? It like I could argue they probably don't care. It's a different culture, bro. They well, don't I'm pretty care. Sure the people that play the game definitely don't care. So yeah, I, 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 don't I don't think it's going to impact their player base because I don't think the people who would get upset about that type of thing are playing Escape from Tarkov. So yeah, I think you do a risk assessment. It's like, are we going to offend some people? Yeah. But are those people the ones who are playing our game right now? No, probably not. So fuck it. We're, we don't yeah. give a fuck. I, I want to know who exactly. brought this stuff because that's that's crazy. So Ethos, what you, what you just explained about like you know how they make character models. I mean, yeah, with that being said, that it should literally be no reason why. Um, and then the what the TBH brought up, like, I wonder who, because it's obvious they weren't thinking about it at first, but let's say if they, if they did and they were using that as an excuse and they wanted to make a brand new model just for the women in the gang, let's say that, Aww. who were they trying to make? Like, what, what do they have in mind? Like, are they trying to make IG catfish? Like, what are, I don't, what are they trying to do? They, that they, they, they don't really have to do excuse? much. Yeah, they don't, it's not like they're asking for like some like, oh, I want to have like the ability to like change the size of the titties on her and, and yeah, you're trying her, to make her, them all the like, weight and you know, stuff like, yeah, it's like characters or something like, what no, is, it's what like, are you doing? I don't get it. You could literally do just what PUBG does, right? Like just they have both male and female and it's like both of them look very similar to each other and for balance reasons, just put a ponytail on the dude and call it a day yo i you know what, let me tell great. you something i miss the days i truly miss the days that when women when when topics of women being added to games were topics in the gaming industry back in the day i miss the days back when the argument was about gameplay with gears of war about how women had smaller hitboxes and it wasn't fair I miss those days, okay? Yes. I don't. Oh, I, yeah. I, I miss the simple that. days where we argue just because <laughs> we said that Anya and the rest of them had a smaller hitbox. And that's bullshit compared to the males, and everyone would run. And, and that's why everyone played females and mm -hmm. thought it was actually true. made them different. Yeah, yeah we, and it was dope to play females. Problem, yeah, right? because yeah. you felt you had an advantage to play a female. I, w I wish we'd go back to that type of shit and not this stupid culture fight over women being added to the game and fuck women on this bullshit uh, it's just it's fucking can we just talk about like one of the most like crazy things about this whole argument the game is in first person what the fuck? <laughs> Why do you know that? Game is first person. Paint the fingernails. Paint the fingernails. Like, like shut like, up. The hands, the hands, the hands. They could just made it like Halo, where you ha you know yeah, a slimmer exactly. build the character is based on the you know the armor build, and that's yeah. that. And that's that. Yeah, you're all this dressed up so in heavy cool. armor, slogging around with a backpack. Yeah. Pretty sure but, it's like it's a, it's the same thing as the battlefield argument, right? It's like people's like there's women in the fucking game and they shouldn't be in there. I'm like, bro, I'm trying to avoid not getting shot. I don't give a fuck if it's a male or a female that's trying to kill me. I'm gonna shoot them. That is shit ain't Well, you know, well, you know, when it comes to a, a certain demographic, history only okay. comes into play in their version of history. Because oh, I could oh, also Lord. make the argument that scene, what was it, Call of Duty: Modern Warfare? Well, no, it was World War Two. They they dealt they said they were gonna deal with the racism, but if you played World War Two, it was just some scenes where some black soldiers would interact with some white ones and they would just be like, Hey, get away from us. But like that's not what they used to do. Okay. <laughs> but oh, you know, no, we I don't still, we, I still I still got called the N word on that game. Yeah, we, we don't wanna have that <laughs> we only wanna demonize women. Oh, you gotta you know, go in the multiplayer. Yeah, you gotta go in the multiplayer for the true World War Two experience. For the Basically. real experience. <laughs> the real war experience. But but yeah, I, I agree with y'all. I don't think like their audience even cares about this shit. Like it's just the the headlines pick this one up because to be honest i'm pretty sure the same people playing escape from tarbok are the same people in 2017 who were screaming uh china number one in the PUBG lobbies i'm pretty sure it's the same audience i'm pretty sure it's the same people if i check their discords and i search certain words i'm gonna find those oh, right. oh let's talk about that 
I do want to say one more thing about this topic. Um, with Dilsa saying this is why game devs should not be responding to these people. Yeah, yeah, like every single one of these companies, especially when your game like gets super popular, just hire a PR person, please. Because this this clearly ended up getting way worse than it should have. You know the funny thing is most of these companies do have PR teams because that's how we get free game codes. The thing is they're not utilizing them to the full ability. Let them just take control of your Twitter account too. Like and, and relay information, well, not just pass out they codes. Just, they just need to shut the fuck up. That's it. Yeah. Just just shut the fuck up. Stop getting baited by the headlines. Stop feeling the need that you need to respond to everything. Because at the end of the day, responding to criticism doesn't mean anything until you actually, you know, fix the game and drop a patch or something like that, you know? So but we're in an era where it's damned if you do and damned if you don't. Just make a good fucking game. So I'm going to play both sides of the fence of this for obvious reasons, but I see there's both a pro and a con to this. So it's hard for game developers to, I'll give two examples. You can't not say anything and you can say anything at the same time. It's kind of like the shut up and dribble argument where it's like, just shut up and dribble. We don't want to hear So your else. best bet is just say, thank you for the feedback. We're going to yes. take this into consideration. That's because all you have to say. Do you remember a couple months ago? Remember when a when Respawn was dealing with a fucking uh, issue? Because a couple of developers went on Reddit and people twisted the words around. Of what they, they were just simply. Or, or how about just buy a 360? Yeah, or buy a 360. Well, I mean, that was just stupid. I don't know why. <laughs> but, um, like, in general, it's like uh, you're damned if you do and if you damn you don't. If you do it and people don't like what you say they'll misstrued it and they'll make it seem sound worse than what it is like but this developer said this thing and then you actually read it like they didn't say as bad as what you're saying but they'll like make it seem as worse as worse as you can and then if you don't do it you end up in situations where let's say something's wrong with the game like right now with apex it's it, apex has had the issue both ways now they said something about the 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 loot boxes in the game and the events and then what happened reddit went on a fucking shit show for three weeks straight about it and articles were made about it and then it just all blew over after they just didn't stop talking and then reverse they're not saying anything and now people are bitching why aren't you communicating with us why aren't you telling us about why you're not removing skill-based matchmaking it's like damn bro if i say something to you if i tell you why you're not gonna do it you're not gonna like my response and you're gonna shit on me and if i don't say anything they're gonna be like oh the devs aren't fucking listening to us so you you're fucked either way you can't win basically can't people win. ain't shit that's all i'm getting out of this oh yeah F fuck everybody <laughs> <laughs> fuck you too. Uh, <laughs> fucking, uh, Ethos gave us the transition. We might as well talk about the community stuff I got on the fucking uh, notes. All right, so some foolishness happened in the Twitch community. Uh, a streamer uh, got caught, got exposed. Their Discord <laughs> got caught, got exposed. There was a whistleblower in this person's Discord. They searched their logs and they found thousands of like racist messages just homophobic shit just like a lot of just like wild shit and then i guess they tweeted this person on stream and they they were reading over it and they like they was they basically admitted that it was true like i don't remember saying this but then they didn't deny it and twitch ended up taking away their um their their partnership um how you feeling about this jay like uh in, in, in the twitch community as a whole Oof. Uh, this has been a uh, very interesting thing to follow. Um, first of all, I'd, I'd never really heard about this girl until um, until she got exposed. But it's even funnier because like her tweets following this has been pretty hilarious. So she actually tweeted something like ten hours ago too. I just happened to look because I was like, hey, wait a minute, let me let me see if she still uh, tweeting some bullshit. So basically, when she got exposed, um, you know, everybody was going in on her on Twitter and then you know she put on a half-ass apology but the funny thing about this is she was talking about being educated and then turned around and talked about educating others 
what are you going to educate us on when you're the one who fucked up because you were being a racist asshole like i don't i don't get it and so i asked i was like you know what out of curiosity let me see if she actually responds i was like who have you actually spoken to like since you're trying to be this this you know twitter activist now it is twitch activist who are you actually speaking to that has been educating you because clearly you still have not been educated on anything on the matter on what if you don't talk if you don't reach across the aisle how are you being educated exactly because i'm like clearly your little dumbass friends have been enabling this shit or they feel the exact same way that you do so therefore if you've been talking to them that's that didn't fix anything and so let me let me read you what she when she tweeted uh 10 hours she responded to you no she didn't no she didn't respond to me which i knew she wasn't i I knew she was i'd have been surprised okay so she said she said and i quote it terrifies me that if i had lied and denied my past behavior that i'd likely still be a partner we can't foster lies and deception it's fundamentally wrong what does that mean way too hard hold on she she didn't even admit if you watch the original video i watched it on reddit she doesn't even like originally even say yeah this was all me she first goes into like dumb mode where she's like i don't like i wrote these like i'm not even sure if this is me like she tries to deny it at first but then when she saw the logs had video evidence had like proof that this was her server and everything then she said i don't even like she had amnesia like she's like she was a final fantasy character starting up in her own brand new series like she had amnesia i don't know who that was and then she tried to argue oh these must have been like back when i was like i hear like some people trying to defend her talking about you know we need to stop attacking people like this when they did this shit back when they were like 15 or 14 back when it was in 13 and stuff i was like i get it we were all fucking little edge lords when we were 13 but your log show shit from you saying shit in 2019 and two like that's months ago yes yeah, <laughs> what are you, you talking grow, about a, like, year, a, couple a year months. ago yeah did you grow a couple months or like i'm my positive if you hadn't even been caught you'd probably still be doing it exactly it's just, you just got caught and, at the moment you did yeah it's rinse and repeat like literally like you're you're just gonna admit it as soon as you get caught but i think now, i think her tweets her tweets were just mostly her i guess just trying to soften the blow because she probably wasn't even expecting consequences like yeah so many people got away with i wasn't expecting crazy this shit too yeah we were oh, like no, she, yeah, she, she, she kind of got a butt bro like no one was expecting anything yeah, yeah she's a, she's an attractive girl you know, with all due respect, oh, she's all right. That's debatable. Yeah, she she an okay white girl. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not into white girls. Like, this is the type of girl that gets away with shit. True. With a lot of people. This is you true. Know what I mean? But I personally, again, personally, I don't give a fuck what anybody says. If people, I, I don't care. You know what I mean? But like, at the end of the day, if it violates TOS, boom, that's it. It violates TOS. My my take on it was I actually didn't care that she was exposed as a racist because to be honest I I've been to plenty of events I've spoken to a lot of people and I get a lot of weird vibes from people so it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't I'm not a what's the word I'm looking for I'm not shocked by it uh, the only the only reason I said any because no most of the time I stay out of stuff the only reason I said something about her on Twitter and I added Twitter at Twitch was because in one of those logs it showed that she was DMing people like st- black streamers and reporting them just because they was black. I'm like, all right, nah, that's not where that's fucked. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's bullshit. Fuck. Keep your racist shit to yourself. I don't care. But when you start fucking with people just because they racist and trying to get their channel taken down, oh no, I'm on your ass. Yeah, like what, yeah, what was the that, reason for you doing up. it? 
Yeah, so I don't, I don't think she can explain that. So it, it was just funny. But again, as anything else that comes up, because you know, or, or you know, outrage culture is is alive and well, even though they really don't do anything. Which again, in this specific case, they ended up getting something done. But if you look at the thread, look at these comments for when she got caught. Oh boy! I mean, obviously, it's a lot of people that are like, "Yeah, you deserved it," but these people who are coming to her aid and being these white knights i just i don't understand like it, it baffles me how like people are just this dense in the world they're like one person like you're being so mature about this nigga the what what, what? Huh? you what? being mature about what they're trying to get in them guts bro they don't they see like, runs the world these are girls who were saying is though yeah. these are girls these are like her they, they're pro these are girls. You know, these are her friends doing this yeah you know why i do the point yeah you know why I do hope about this whole ordeal, though? And no one is talking about this. I hope that brands wake the fuck up and realize that the people Big that fat. they deem fucking marketable, because this is the type of person that brands always gravitate towards. She's yeah. a marketable one. The blonde white girl. You know yeah. what I mean? They like the they dislike us just because we say curse words on a podcast, but then they'll co-sign yeah. people who are shouting N-word and getting multi-million dollars. Like, that shit don't make no sense to me with the hard R. Like, yeah. I, like, ho I hope they, I hope they just wake up and realize that the people that they deem marketable are really the ones with all the secrets, yeah, and all it's the past and all the shit. It, it blows my mind how like PewDiePie basically said the N word live on the live stream while playing PUBG, and it was like not even a month had passed. And Origin did like a whole PewDiePie. He got the D Live deal too. Yeah, and, and a D Live deal. I'm just sitting here like, what the f like? Did you guys just ignore that? Like it was pretty fucking popular like it wasn't just small small stuff happened it was pretty big news like big outlets had actually covered it and said the kid's watching this because this is what he's doing it's like stuff like that i just sit there i'm just like like am i going crazy like does so no one just cares about this shit we're just letting whatever go go it's just because it like jg was saying earlier people don't reach across the aisle they don't like who are you learning from when you say that you're learning from your mistake and this is why i always say that like when it comes like i'm all for a, like a good racist joke as long as it's fucking funny but the reason a lot of white people's racist jokes are not funny is because they're not rooted in truth because you don't actually deal with us you see us in the workplace you see us in an event and stuff like that and when that event and that workplace is over you go back home and you just associate with your own people versus when you're a person of color you're a minority you have to always deal with the majority so your experiences your jokes come from your experiences versus theirs just comes from ignorance most of the time there are a few funny white comedians like fucking bill blur and fucking uh what's the uh, gary owens and stuff like that and i think they're funny and they make like race jokes but you could tell it's because they have actual experience with people but like these people they don't have any experience with us and they just run in their fucking mouth trying to save their hide because they're not trying to lose their dx racer sponsorship that's all that is Yep. Yeah. Well, what can you do what can you do it's just another day there'll be another one next month happy um, black history right we'll get we'll get another one we'll get it she'll be cute too yeah. <laughs> who cares man look at her tits um got, got people legit like uh they're sitting up here like what does she do like nigga, my, my, my whole like, problem <laughs> my whole problem with the thing is though you got people in the mentions who are like oh why are you giving so much power to this and that and then i'm just sitting here like bro if it, if it's, if we're giving so much power to it why do you want to say it so bad why are you so <laughs> desperate to say it so bad like the whole argument bro like, man she got a yeah, nice butt that's all that matters anyway 
<laughs> just the whole n-word argument i don't even want to go over there because i feel like i've like tried to explain it to white people so many times and it just it goes over their head it's not that that hard you don't want to hang out with us you don't want to eat our food you don't want to you share things you just want to say the n-word like you look crazy you look like a racist that's the only part of the culture you want to be part of okay yeah, but it's, it's even crazier like this whole thing like it again it was another wake-up call to like some of the people who just you know let this shit go by and don't say a word good you on twitch for actually doing you. something for once my question is can she get her partnership back yeah she can uh, and she probably, probably will yeah so it's just gonna it's just gonna blow over and then timeout and 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 she'll get her partnership back and all all she will have to do is legit all she has to do is just legit reapply tell a partner manager that she reapplied and he'll approve it immediately yeah i'm sorry i mean you're not wrong because a little birdie told us some things that's going on over at the twitch hq people over here people getting flown out you know people with 30 viewers and shit getting big checks to get flown their, out uh, yeah they're abusing their stance yeah <laughs> i've i've heard it's some real white knights over there at the the twitch hq uh blowing uh amazon's budget and shit look real goofy because i want some of that money Yo, yeah what's, what's, what's that budget because i have a good contract i'm not gonna lie i have a real contract but at the same time oh you got a contract from twitch Ben had a contract. Oh yeah, you gotta talk to me off. Hey, yo, delete, yeah, delete, delete this. No, 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 no. Yeah, he ain't gonna get no details. We gotta talk about that off stream, off the, off the, off the video. But go ahead, go ahead, my well, well, they, they, they made, they made a public get a different split now. If you have a certain like viewership and and shit like that, and they implemented it publicly, all you need is a partner manager. The thing is, a lot of Twitch streamers don't have partner managers. I just got and one in 2017. Yeah. Yeah, and, and they don't know how to, you know, go about requesting one and stuff like that. Sometimes you get handed one, but you won't know until you actually email them, stuff like that. For any aspiring Twitch streamers up and coming, please contact Twitch and ask for a partner manager, and they will take care of you if you get a good one. Like, my partner manager, he's fucking dope. I get to cuss on stream, and, and I'm, I'm happy. I get to be me. You know what I, mean? I respect the TOS, don't get me wrong, but Facts. you know, it, it feels good that I could be a dude, be yourself. a person of color. Yeah. You know, I don't need some nice titties, and I, I, I'm making it on the platform. You gotta do that false positive shit every day. <laughs> yeah, like, well, I'm, 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 a, I'm a product of it's possible that someone like me could actually make it on the platform. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's just not enough people have the tools or know how to take advantage of the tools that they're See, given. They don't have the visibility of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so I look at the platform and it's just, unfortunately, as long as there's someone in control of your your future on the platform, there will be bias. It's not there even about having bias. the tools, though, because sometimes it's about just getting access to those tools. Because like you said, you could just reach out to somebody. But like mm-hmm. sometimes you reach out to people and they'll deny you because like there's politics involved. Um, and it's funny, too, because like I've had dinner with Twitch staff and I told them I've been trying to get certain things done, but there's politics involved. So I can't get the ball running, rolling. And he'll be like, there's no politics involved with Twitch staff. And then like I remember asking him like a few sentences later, I'm like, so what's your job? he's like my job is to like wine and dine you know twitch partners like you to make sure that you're happy and shit i'm like you literally just told me there was no politics involved in this shit that's literally what your job is um and he's a cool dude but i'm like yo like you sound crazy right now um but in terms of the access like i've literally had people tell me like at events like you know who are you and i explained to them who i am you know my numbers my demographic and they'll be like oh we only work with certain i was like i just told you that and you, you, so it's like it's sometimes like people have biases and people don't want to talk about that shit. And it's true because 
it's all depending on who's behind the opposite end of that email, mm-hmm. right? Like for example, uh until early 2014, I forgot what date, I applied for a G Fuel partnership time and i got denied immediately they just didn't want anything to do with me they started curving me and stuff like that and then three years ago i got signed to g fuel right and i'm their first partner there's a slight flex but i have a point to it you know i'm their first partner trend on twitter for announcing a product yeah i gotta talk to you about that later and and, and i got got your product bro yo i'm I'm the fastest i'm the fastest selling g fuel partner yeah yeah people be trying to trying to try to and, and and you think about it, I'm like like dog. I'm a thirty thirty one year old Latino. That people like me don't really make it this far, but it all depends on the person who's on the opposite end. Someone told me no, and then a couple of years later, the right person told me yes, and then here I am. Facts. And then you look at the other people who are supposedly more marketable, and they don't pull in the numbers. This is they don't pull in the. It's just how it is. So like, it, it's it's. It's frustrating, but I always tell people you gotta try. You just have to try. If someone tells you no, just wait a little bit because chances are the person who told you no won't be there if you try again. It's just it's it just all means about no time. right now. Yeah, it just means no right now. A lot of people are quick to be told no and just roll over after mm. that and just lose hope and go on this hate mob and stuff like that. Because I know people, um, one of my homies, uh, his name is Mako. Shout out to the mob. He got denied partnership for like a year straight, and this dude was getting like two thousand, three thousand viewers. He had like a thousand subs, and they were just denying him partnership for some fucking reason. They were just denying him. He was an affiliate, and he finally got partnership. And it's all about who's on the opposite side checking those emails and looking at these applications. Some people legit know who you are, and when they read the email, they'll be like, "Oh, is this dude?" Nope. Facts. how it is. Fucking. Um, so, how long y'all think before she'll get her partnership back? I give it a couple a months. I give it a year. I think it'll be a year. Six months this to a year. Next year. Yeah. I give um, it three months. Three uh, months. She might Damn. end up going to Mixer before then, so we'll see. Mm, that, 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 that too. She might actually go probably Facebook Gaming because Facebook Gaming is caffeine. The they throw in the bag, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get one of them. they're they're throwing the bag man i i told myself because facebook gaming the advantage that they have is that there are no anonymous accounts like twitch yeah Mm -hmm. you know who you're talking to i get telling people that yeah because you got to use your real name paul johnson huh some variant let me talk to your mom real quick about what you said you're like oh oh, 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 word you're gonna call me the n-word all right i'm gonna call your job at foot locker (laughs) that you call me the n-word yeah because your dumb ass put your whole bio on your facebook profile (laughs) oh you work at the crusty crab i bet i'm gonna call the crusty crab and i'm gonna tell them you call me the n-word but like they're throwing the bag at people you know and someone mentioned caffeine caffeine uh was paint offering like 10 grand to influence it is a dead platform but like they're throwing the bag at people and stuff like they're that. trying to get all these celebrities and what we seen mm-hmm. and controversy you know you know going back to the controversy i just find it funny that the way that we punish people is giving them attention and clout 
Mm. You know, it's funny. Like that kind of ties into the, the second person I wanted to talk about, which like I'm not going to say their name. There was another streamer that kind of blew up uh, because they were basically crying that nobody subs and that she works really hard for her content and she, that you guys should sub or whatever. And like that kind of ties into what I actually think about this situation. Like I have a hot take about this because like I saw a lot of big streamers saying you should love your audience and they shouldn't have to to sub. And like I agree, but at the same time, this is like my hot take with this chick maybe just maybe her audience likes that she talks to them crazy because they're still there like watching uh and it's one of those things like technically like she didn't really do anything bad like the, the other chick like she was reporting people because they're black like she's just fussing at them like she's frustrated and it looks bad just let her spile out of control and let her shit just disappear because that's what's going to happen eventually uh if people wake up like i don't understand why people made a big deal out of her bitching like her entitlement people yeah. are entitled it is what it is I mean, there's a, there's a demand and she's a plotter. Yeah. Yeah. People made videos about her and it's funny because like one person literally made a video and was like looking at her social blade and, and she ended up gaining like 3,000 more mm -hmm. people. I was like, so look what you just did. You just blew her up and now she she has even more people to follow her. It's, it's almost it's like not. virtual BDSM. It's like, you know, oh, she just talks to me really just bad. I'm going to donate. This is so fucking hot. Like, I think that's what her audience likes. And it's a nice, fetish. Yeah, yeah you know, like, you it's know a fucking the, fetish. You know what was the worst thing to, to come out from all this, though? Yeah, it's bad that she was treating her audience like shit. And I'm one of those people that believe, like, you shouldn't pursue Twitch with the mindset that you're going to make millions and that you're going to make a career out of. You know, I'm one of those people. But at the same time, like the worst to come out of it are all these fucking streamers that came out hypocritically and was like, hey, yeah, you should stream for fun. Oh, yeah. Come watch me stream instead. It's <laughs> up to me. I'll, va I'll value your five dollars. Yeah. Fuck that girl. Yeah. Yeah. Come watch me. And then, you know, it's always these streamers that build an audience on the controversy of other people. Mm -hmm. They just the sit and wait and pray the opportunities these streamers and they're sharks and a lot of people don't see and it they don't have personalities either yeah they don't have personalities yeah, at all. so they have to rely on the drama exactly yeah. these people they come out of the woodworks they go on twitter they start doing their little sketches right their little mm -hmm. two minute 30 second sketches about other people's controversies they get their likes and their retweets but at the same time they go and they just wait and capitalize on every single person's controversy they don't know how to actually build their own brand. They don't know anything about building a community. So they rely on their dependent on kicking other people when they're down. And then they kind of sell themselves out and expose themselves by saying, oh yeah, I don't care about the money. You should be nice. You should treat your community with respect. You should sub to me. And nobody yeah. like really bats an eye to these hypocritical content creators. I feel that because like it's like with me, I know I remember when this news came out and I was like, yeah, you shouldn't do that stuff. But like I tell you guys in chat every day that y'all poor. So, I mean, it's, it, it's like I'm not going to be here and just lie to you guys and act like, oh, everything's hunky dory. And and like I care about you guys. It's like it's a joke. Like you guys understand that. Right. Like we understand like this. This is like a mutual joke that both of us have a relationship understanding and know that I don't really mean that you guys are just like poor and underneath me not at all but it's a fun banter that we have like with each other and we understand that um and i and i think too 
that kind of that same relationship like some of the shit i've said to my chat too could probably be interpreted the same way and people would like someone who doesn't know shit about clip it out of context could, could, could clip me out of context and then literally like look at this dude calling his uh calling his um his fucking chat a uh, bunch of poor uh, like a bunch of poor and poverty and like oh you guys are all poverty in poverty and shit it's like oh it smells like poor people in here like making dave Chappelle joke and shit so like all this shit all together i feel like if i checked everything in total it's like uh for this person it's like maybe this thing was taken out of context some <laughs> some people said that she has a history of doing this type yeah, there's of a whole compilation on youtube I, I that was another yeah. thing i was actually surprised why this compilation up because i've seen her before yeah. on my twitter timeline she does it all the yeah, time i've seen her i've seen her Same. a couple times like that's good i saw her face and i was like i swear i've seen this this girl before in this exact same thing and i and i recall that it was like a couple years a couple years i think it was a year or two back the same type of argument happened where um she was like it goes to what bees are saying people just yeah, want to capitalize all off this of stuff. it yeah she was streaming for a long time and she's like i've been streaming for like an entire day and no one subbed to me and stuff like that and i'm like yeah you know that shit sucks i'm not gonna lie to you it it, it definitely sucks uh when nothing happens whatsoever and everyone's just like lurking and not doing anything it, it's it sucks i'm not gonna try to you know do that but i mean should you be visual you know vocalizing that all the time eh, probably not but I'm not going to be out here, you know, I need to make a video or, oh, let me, this is what they do. Let me make a, let me make a, a video highlight about it. And then like what you talked about, um, bees, which is like, put it on Twitter and be like, look at this person. Look how, you know, how, look how ugly this is. I let, let me watch me reacting to the clip and then put that shit on social media just so I can farm free likes and, and people retweeting me. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're in this generation where people get mad at the supplier versus in the people who demand it's like the whole only fans debacle that constantly happens on twitter which is like dog you're getting mad at girls who are finessing these dudes for money showing some yeah. titty and some why you care what she doing with her pussy like, bro who cares <laughs> like, like like these like these dudes will literally chase down on twitter and hunt these girls for having an only fans instead of getting mad at their fellow homies dropping 10 bucks 12 bucks a month and mm -hmm. stop simping. yo like like these these girls are making six figures one of my homegirls made two hundred and eighty thousand dollars before taxes last year just from only fans mm. and i'm just like yo like this dude this dude sent her 20k in two months just for pictures of her feet and my girl wants to show her feet to a random you dude. Feet. Yeah, you like, bro, like suddenly i'm your manager i'm gonna need big facts well you know what it is though like, it's it's a it's a control thing you know it's a certain demographic of males that just want to control the world and especially control women and what only fans did is it took the porn industry and they gave the power to the women before you had to shoot your scenes or do whatever you want to do in porn at a at a studio that was more than likely owned because I, I have seen some porn studios owned by women but most of them were owned by men you had to you know get their cameras and their scenes it took it to the point where now the woman can just hold up her phone and do what she wants and you know motherfuckers dudes don't like that the woman took the power back in their pussy and now they want to blame the woman for everything you motherfuckers are losers bro and, losers. and not only that it's the same motherfuckers that if they had the opportunity they will fuck this girl too and they have that this too. like weird mm -hmm. visual right like they want to go after these chicks but because the girl is doing something that they don't want um they don't like like showing their body or whatever they get disappointed and hateful because that's not the type of girl that they want yet that's the type of girl that they want if that makes sense you know what mm -hmm. i mean and these dudes instead because uh, most of these guys that go on twitter are the same guys that will be in the girl's inbox because she tweeted something sad and vague or something oh you okay baby what okay? can i do for you are you okay yeah. yeah they're the same girls and, and uh the same guys and it's funny because 
they don't say anything to the dudes that are like encouraging. Like I don't blame girls who are making 10k a month off of these off of these fucking simps, right? I blame the dudes that are encouraging. I, there's nothing wrong if that's what they want to spend their fucking money on. Go ahead, but like, well, that's no. that's a lack of self awareness. Uh, you have to be self aware to know that you're a simp. You have to because that means you lack mentorship. Maybe you didn't have a father figure or some type of person in your life to be like, yo, you shouldn't be doing X, Y, and Z. And they just lack self-awareness, so they blame everybody else for their problems. That's all it's, that it's, 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 it's literally no different than playing video games for a fucking living and making six figures. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I, I don't, I don't get it. You know, and it is what it is, man. I don't I know. It's, 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 on OnlyFans. It's, it's a little bit different. I'm not selling pussy. What are you talking about, bro? I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't take talent from... That's debatable. You gotta be entertaining to some degree. It takes skill. skill. Yeah, it yeah, takes yeah. skill and entertainment, but it doesn't take talent. Also, also, there's also a difference too. I can, I, I feel like it'd be easier to tell your parents you play video games for a living than don't only fans. I, I get I mean, where you're I, going, I, but there's a slight difference. There's a slight well, difference. On, on some real, on some real shit, there's a demographic and a market for everything, though. Facts, facts. I'm sure there's a market out there that will drop good money to watch a dude fucking jerk off on a camera, though. Oh, that that already exists. Uh, there was a there was a YouTuber way back in the day named I Fly His name was I Fly He got it was Chatterbait. He was beaten off. Yeah, he was a Call of Duty YouTuber, and one of his fans was in his chat room wow. watching him beat off. Until this day, the funniest thing they ran this motherfucker off the internet because he was in the Air Force and he got he got kicked out the Air Force for this shit. Until this day, the funniest shit about that entire story to me is I want to know who was the dude that was watching him beat off, trying to expose <laughs> him, bro, trying to make him like dude. Dude, you was watching the shit. Be watching, right? Yeah. Shout out to I Fly Illini, bro. That's a classic, right there. Like, what, what's worse? What's worse is what's worse. He did that for free. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you try to expose and make him like a bad person, but you was watching him beat off. So like that was my, always my problem with that story. But yeah, I, 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 I think I think the issue is is just there's a market for everything, no matter how weird it is. And the problem yeah. is I, people get so judgmental mm-hmm. over things that conflict with their personal morals. And this is true. Like, like, like me personally, I wouldn't date a girl that does shit like that. I wouldn't date a girl that does porn because I don't want to be like, oh, how was your day at work? And she's like, oh, you know, it's stressful. I'm just got think about why was it stressful? Was the dick bad? Like that's stressful in its own. Like, I or the or the, or the kids, the kids got yeah. might get bullied. I saw your mom sucking dick last night on Pornhub. Like, <laughs> <laughs> now it's even easier because now they go say I, I seen your mom on, Mo- yeah, on OnlyFans and I'm and I subscribe to her. So what's which, up? Which is a thing, by the way. Like I, that Britana one eight seven chick on Instagram. Somebody was telling me that my Twitch. Yeah, my Twitch chat. There apparently she has a, a son in high school and he's getting bullied because his friends oh, are man. watching her OnlyFans basically, and she be sucking oh, dick on man. the OnlyFans. Basically, I'm your daddy. I'm like, paying your bills. They're, they're probably oh, like, "Yo, I want to come through and play some Smash." You know, I want to come through, come through to your house. <laughs> they're probably trying their best to come over just so they can see his mom. That's and you're like, no, and then they just like, "All right, well, fuck you." Like, just throw it a bit of locker or some shit. That's, like, that sucks. He's gonna grow up hating women. <laughs> and that's and that is why that's why I said there's a little bit of difference between the gaming and the OnlyFans shit, bro. Like I get that there's a market no, for I, everything. I mean, but I mean yeah. it's just there's a market for everything because there's people out there. What, what I'm trying to say is there's people out there who look at people who game for a living and be like, oh, why are you doing that? Disgusting. Go a, a yeah. real job. What a you know what I mean? Bro. Like, like it's I do no construction. <laughs> yeah, like there's people out there who are like, I work 80 hours doing construction and 
digging graves. Get yourself a real job instead of playing Call of Duty for five hours a day. You know, like the same people who look at the shit that we're doing are the same thing, are the same kind of people who look at the OnlyFans girls. Mm. You know, yeah, it's two different subs, different contract uh, content, but like at the same time, we, we get judged and chastised for it too. Facts. Facts. I, I just think it's it's still levels to it. I'm, I'm going to go back to that. I see what you're saying, uh, bees, but I'm just going to go back to what TBA said. It's just it's level to it. It's it's different stuff. But yeah, there, there's always I, layers to it at the yeah. end of the day, and it's not just you know black and white like that. But at the end of the day, these people spend a lot of their time on Twitter hating people doing stuff just because they're making money off of it. They wouldn't be mad if they were doing it for free. Everyone should that is it. Yeah, sure. yeah, fuck what I'm doing. Chase the bag. That that that's what everyone should be following, bro. Yeah, mm. just if no one if no one's getting hurt by it, yeah. Right? If you're not hurting yeah. anybody, bro, fuck what I'm doing, bro. The Don't worry about it. Found a way to to capitalize and get you know three, four, five different streams of income, and you're paying for it. So who's the dummy now? I think the most interesting thing is we we've we've been saying that uh prostitution is the oldest like job in the world, and it's like. Why is anybody surprised that anybody's selling pussy? Like, if somebody's buying, get over it, dog. It's supply and demand. It is what it is. I mean, I went, I went and date an OnlyFans girl, but like, if a girl wants to make money, go ahead. None of my business. Fucking working a job that you hate for the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah. I'm just curious to see uh, how a lot of these OnlyFans girls will turn out like 15, 20 years down the road. Not in terms like physically, but like financially. Like, how would that translate into the? I think I'm looking forward to that too. Like the job yeah, market. If you're if you're paying taxes, it's a job. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious. I'm curious. Like, what's how this is gonna like socially impact, like us as a society, thirty years in the future. Like, I'm very curious to see like what happens as a result of that. I think that's gonna be very interesting to see. I love how we you just know, had a whole comes conversation about OnlyFans. This is supposed to be a gaming yeah. podcast. Come on, guys. We'll put it on Patreon. Put it on the Patreon. power of pussy. Facts, bro. Facts. Uh, the last thing I got on my show notes uh, is freaking, since we were talking about money, Ninja reportedly turned down $15 million to stay with Twitch in order to go to Mixer for 20 a year. How are we feeling Ooh. about this? I don't blame him. Yeah, good money. Don't blame him. Yeah, like I'm not a pocket watcher, but even I looked at, I was like, damn, it must be nice, man. Yeah, that that's super nice. That's I can't I can't hit on that in any uh, case. But did anyone read this full article that Kotaku did? I only read like half of it. What what part did? So it was yeah, missed? it was super. It was a super long read, but yeah. um, to put it short, TLDR. Um, this really got into a whole conversation about the streamers or content creators really putting the power back in your hands because these companies are basically you know taking the majority of the money and you're not getting anything so you need to really like read your contracts if like especially if you're like super popping read your contracts and if i mean if it's up to you because like in ninja's case i mean he has his wife that does it and and you know apparently she's a hell of a negotiator so he keeps that in house even though he also has an agency but um if you can actually you know get these deals for yourself then i would do that because uh, these companies these agencies and marketing um marketing teams are not telling you everything and they're making the majority of the money off of you and you're only getting a chunk yeah like i i actually was just recently told behind the scenes like some creator was dealing with a company where they got paid a uh, hundred thousand but then they only got ten thousand of that, and the the actual like management company kept that other big chunk of the money, 
and he was just thinking that they got like ten thousand or like twelve thousand, mm-hmm. and then they cut them ten. Mm-hmm. But really, they, like they was missing like another eighty thousand basically because the company just That's kept it. That's a huge freaking chunk to get a hundred thousand. Yeah, people out here getting finessed, and they only gave you ten. And he was just happy with it because you know he never seen that type of money. He didn't know how much. He didn't know the company wasn't being transparent that how much they were actually were getting paid for the because situation. Because they're the middleman and they didn't see the emails and that's some shady ass shit. Mm-hmm. A lot of people forget how much money is in this fucking industry too. Like, look at the companies that are backing the platforms, Amazon, Google, and when you got someone like Ninja, which first of all, a lot of people who are leaving to Mixer just because Ninja went are fucking stupid. But uh, these ninja can secure the bag wherever he goes because he has an audience and he brings that force with him unfortunately it doesn't trickle down to a lot of people so when people say that their content creators like him are giving the power back to gamers that's not true the content creators at the end of the day still don't have the power because yeah, even he's that's debatable case no because even with ninja he went from having 30 40 000 in his chat to now he has like 10 like that's a big drop off it's still a lot yeah, of people but-, but it's a big drop off yeah, but he also signed the contract because Microsoft also probably had expectations, so he probably didn't meet expectations. Yeah, they thought he was going to bring at least like twenty over. Because, yeah, because he signed that contract. Boom! Notice how Shroud left, and then after that, Microsoft hasn't been signing other people. And then another. Yeah, he's even worse. I think he averages like six to eight compared to like his twenty to thirty that he was getting. Yeah, they throw the money and, at those two big dudes, and I mean, we haven't really heard. I mean, we're still hearing stuff about Ninja because obviously he's he's been securing other deals, um, aka the Adidas and mm-hmm. the and the Fortnite character. But um, I don't think that Shroud is that is that marketable type of guy that Ninja has now become. True. So, like, what it, what deals are you going to get him that's going to propel him into the spotlight? Nah, you just threw you know a, a big bag at him just to get him on the platform, but. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't think that's a good move. But at the same time, I mean, Microsoft has the money to do it. So they were like, fuck it. We're just going to get these two big people and then see what happened. And what about when Shroud, uh, right before Shroud signed with Mixer, uh, the one of the founders of Mixer stepped down. A couple of partner managers at Mixer left Mixer. We don't mm. know why, but they left. That's telling. Yeah. I mean, one of the uh, partner managers actually offered me a contract three years ago at E3. A really good contract, which I declined. He stepped down, and he was with Mixer since there were Bean. Bean. Yeah, oh gee, and he left, and it's kind of telling. And then the same week that happened, Shroud gets signed. There's consequences to these things, and a lot of people who are on Twitch aren't going to get that Shroud contract. So, like, if the power was back to content creators, yo, where's our contract? I would love, I would love to know. Yeah, I'm definitely looking for one. <laughs> it's not basically what the agencies did, and again, it's the same company because I believe that Ninja and Shroud are with the same agency. Mm-hmm. They basically played Twitch's hand. They were like, okay, well, we, we can get this deal over at Mixer. So, what are you yeah. going to do, Twitch? And Twitch was like, nah, y'all good. Y'all can go ahead and bounce. Well, you gotta think of it like, it's like a hostage situation, right? Like, so if you have, let's say, like if Maker had ex- still existed, right, and you had all these top tier content creators, like high end, like um, that were getting like thousands of people in stream per day, or like 17k of people watching them on Twitch, and in total, you own, let's say, 
let's say over a hundred K of active viewers on Twitch as a whole. And then you go to Twitch and you're like, as an agency, we currently have contracts and rights with all these people that are currently are on there. And uh, we, they individually talked to all of them. It was like, okay, we're going to basically lobby them to give you this deal to keep you on this platform. Else we're going to go to Microsoft or someone who's going to be willing to pay this type of money. And, and Twitch is, and I'm going to guess and say, Either it would have bankrupt Twitch or Twitch would have been like, there's no way in hell we can pay for all these people. So they took their two highest as like a kind of a proof of concept. And I think that caused the backlash that um, Beast. I think a lot of people were expecting to that uh, Twitch would kind of reform. And yep. It's a whole well, see, that's, that's the thing the every time. Everybody, everybody complains about Twitch. Everybody says, oh, Twitch. And I, I'm not saying Twitch is perfect. Twitch does definitely does some stupid stuff that I just can't fathom. But overall, I think a lot of people who speak on like what Twitch does doesn't understand business very well. And then they um, ultimately don't understand like the long game compared to the short game of what Twitch is currently dealing with. Because a lot of people think because these small little plays are happening that Twitch isn't going to last longer. I, I swear every year I hear Twitch is going down. Twitch isn't going to last much longer. Twitch can't keep doing this. And like every year they keep saying like, oh, we're still the number one streaming site. Oh, yeah, we're still even with all these deals. We're still the number one streaming site because we've been we've been here longer and we have like the infrastructure built for this. So like I, I just yeah i just don't see it as like twitch i don't think twitch is gonna go anywhere anytime soon they can keep fucking up jay can still you know with a white knight certain women on the platform and and get away with like and certain streamers who throw cats aren't banned for obviously fragrant uh actions and and other people are punished for lesser things like these things will keep going on but i don't think it, it changes at all the bigger scope of the business whatsoever it's just people who will bitch and complain and then people will forget about it in a couple months so that's true Yep. And there's enough yeah. money for everybody, but nobody. Yep. And the top nobody. streamers are the ones who yep. are being offered the contract. Yep. Because how how I see it is, I don't look at other content creators as competition. My only competition yeah. is how do I outdo myself from the last stream? You know what I mean? And yeah. so, like at the end of the day, if you can produce numbers, you know what you're worth. You're gonna get the money that you know you deserve. But a lot yeah. of streamers don't know don't have the work ethic and don't have the confidence to get that money they get all these numbers but they don't know how to go to brands and say you know what i don't want an affiliate deal. they think it's just going to come to them that's why because they pop and no. people don't realize that that's just your little corner of the internet like you're really not that popping mm. yeah. like and I, in, um... like me i i don't i don't do you fucking million subs on youtube and shit like that but i have brand deals with brands that would pay the same amount of money to people with a million subs and mm -hmm. it's because i told them that's what i want now that's all, in, that's your case, in your that's case you, you you directly are speaking to these brand companies no yeah well i mean yeah. they reach out to me and i tell them like if you want to work these are my terms yeah and you don't have an agency or a marketing yeah. company behind you yeah all, that, all, all it was was my email and my bio and that's it mm. And I tell these people, you know what? These are my terms. I don't bend for anybody. These are my terms. If you don't want to do it, there's plenty of other content creators doing the same thing as I am. And it's that simple. If I'm doing fine without you, I'm going to keep doing fine without you. Well, I find this to be true. Yeah. Now, in your case, you, you know, you are the one negotiating. So, so the, you know, the term, the power is in your hands in, in these cases when you're negotiating with them. Yeah. But Always. in this case, like with, with Ninja and these other big streamers, again, they have a big agency or a big marketing company behind them. So I understand why people like Ninja was like, all right, well, 
what are we going to do here because first of all you're not offering me that much money and in ninja's case with twitch they wanted to keep him but they were like taking you know a little bit of money off of him as well and you know and, and for any smart businessman you'd be like yeah fuck it like if you're trying to do this or try, you're trying to you know take a little extra money off the top i'll go over here to this other company and i can you know get the majority of the money that i feel like i deserve and i can go after these other brands without you getting in the middle of it and taking a little bit of money which really isn't yours because you weren't the one that secured the deal in the first place yeah but agencies aren't the decision makers though no matter who you are no matter uh who you work with no matter who's your manager these people are just a bridge of communication Mm -hmm. yeah how you slice it that's all they are and they go they talk to these brands they create a some sort of a term or a deal they meet in the middle and then they go back to the content creator and say all right this is what i got back for you and then ultimately the content creator decides yes or no if that's good enough and if they say no the agency will provide some more advising or they go back to whatever company they're negotiating with and it's right back down to zero that's just how it is um what i do and how i handle things i do it the way how i do it because i don't want any miscommunication there's no discrepancy in communication if i have someone speaking for me there might be some sort of discrepancy and miscommunication that's all that's all there is to an agency what you're talking about though is like the cut of your cut is a special case though like most people don't want to deal with that shit and that's why they get screwed over and if ninja and and ninja ultimately when it came down to signing it was his decision not agency's decision or Mm -hmm. his wife's decision hopefully hopefully in in that case Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this is just motivating me i need my multi-million dollar deal Uh, that's all I got on my show notes. Y'all got anything else y'all want to add to the conversation before we wrap it up? I mean, it's been almost a three-hour conversation. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, this I might be the longest episode ever. Yeah, <laughs> hey, there's a lot of gems, a lot of gems. yeah, a lot of gems. Facts. Big facts. All right, well, that's all I got. That's all anybody wants to say. Um, Bees, you got the show floor since you are the guest. Uh, what is your closing statement for Gaming Illuminati episode 95? Go. Uh. If you got a nice butt, you can say the N-word and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. All right, Jay, what's your closing statement for episode 95? Go. Hey, uh, you know, we knocked out the first GI podcast of 2020. Um, we are going to definitely be making some bigger moves. Uh, we ain't playing this time. We're trying to get this white people money. Uh, so yeah, don't uh, don't be surprised if you know you don't see a couple things in the background. Um, we're just know we're working, okay? I'm not gonna tell you everything, but when it happens, don't don't try to hop on board now, okay? Mm. And uh, and shout out to bees uh, for as well responding to the email. You know, I'm trying to trying to reach out to more people, especially in the community. So uh, so yeah, I appreciate you for uh, thank for you thank by. you for having me, man. It was yes. a pleasure. GI coming out they shell in 2020. What's the name? Uh, oh, also, before I get to you, Ethos, uh, leave, a, leave a comment in the comment section below for like the video version, if you're listening to or watching that version. Who would you like to see on the show as a future guest? So you give us an idea of who we can go after. Let us know. Comment in the video. Who would you want to see as a future guest on GI? All right, Ethos, we close the anybody. statement. 
But, but you know, just out. to give it out so we can gauge interest in the in the. In the I mean, community. I like the energy ethos. I like that. I would get everybody. I didn't. I didn't right, say yeah, we couldn't. Yeah, yeah. I said who specifically. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> God damn! This is why I don't talk to blacks after nine p.m. No, no. I'm saying. I'm saying. I'm saying for the comments, not for you. I'm saying for the comments, it could be the sky's the limit, bro. Whoever you want, just make sure they're alive. Well, we'll figure out how Obviously, to Jesus ethos. Just Vincent, make sure I mean, they're alive. Make sure right. they're alive, not like Edison or something. What's your closest <laughs> statement? Uh, no, but shout out to Bees. Thank you so much for uh, dropping by this. Uh, start off the year strong. Uh, appreciate it. Appreciate the insight, oh, yeah. too. That shit got me Thank motivated. Oh, yeah, we got to uh, talk to you some more for real. Yeah, we'll definitely talk. Uh, yeah, shout outs. Uh, yeah, uh, also, thanks everybody who also dropped by uh, Samurai Zero Reveal. I really do appreciate it. I appreciate the love and the support that a lot of y'all gave me uh, and the team. I really do appreciate it. Again, you want to check it out. It's again, the website, SamuraiZero.com. It's all there, Patreon, all that sort of stuff. If you want to support it, check out the GI Patreon. Shout out Bees' uh, shit. Get his uh, shaker. Is your shaker still? On sale because I got one. I got one, uh, but I was. We're gonna do. We're gonna do. We're gonna do another drop because the first drop sold out in like three hours. So we're gonna do like a bundle. Oh shit! She said, "My shit, my shit out bro. here, bro." Finessing <laughs> them, bro. Yeah, I bought one of them boys. Rob like, the rich. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. Rob the rich, man. Freaking eat the rich. Let's go. <laughs> Freaking uh, yeah. Then my closing statement is: I appreciate everybody coming through to listen. Make sure to hit the like button. Make sure to rate this five stars on Apple Podcast if you enjoy the show. Um, and then also make sure to check out all the other GI podcasts. If you like anime, check out uh, was it Otaku Summit. If you like music, check out Enlightened Sounds. Um, Flock got a solo podcast called Unfiltered Facts, and then I also have a solo podcast called Hokage Thoughts. So if you're looking for more content from like-minded people in GI, that's the stream team. Check it out. Other than that, we appreciate you guys listening to the show. And we'll see you guys on the next episode of the Game Illuminati Pete Pie. I said Pete. I cannot talk. I'm tired of talking. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>